Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, welcome in. Trade deadline special, super special. Two o'clock, we're going to take you right till three o'clock. Garden go. crew here, uh, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, um, and uh, all right, let's see what happens. We know so. Just to catch people up, uh, we already jumped on the stream, Bobby and I, at around 12, just shortly after 12 o'clock. And at that point, the Celtics had made a move, a single move, uh, and one that was expected to be um, maybe the first domino to fall, which would have been uh, Evan Fournier coming to the Celtics. Um, It is now 2 o'clock. There's an hour till the NBA trade deadline. The Celtics are... Everything is as quiet as it can possibly be. I haven't heard the Celtics mentioned in anything in a long time. Uh, last reports we got were that maybe um, they could be looking to trade uh, big because uh, some teams were interested. Uh, you're hearing nothing on names like Lonzo, nothing on names like uh, John Collins at all. No buzz at all. Nada. And so uh, right now it is really trending towards the Celtics. It looks like the Celtics might be done. Uh, and if that's the case, we'll have to judge this move uh on its own merit as the only thing that they're going to do uh, this year, which I know is not going to thrill a lot of fans. I think all three of us actually don't think it's a bad move and we do think it makes them better now. So uh, Bobby, you're, you know, uh, you know, you were the most vocal when we were talking about it earlier, just break, break down uh, what the Celtics are getting in Fournier. Well, you're getting a couple of different things. You're getting a shooter first and foremost. He's a, Rock solid shooter, some nights great. Uh, can get to the basket a little bit, might be able to generate a few more free throws for you, and can be a secondary ball handler off of Jason Tatum, off of Jalen Brown. This is a guy that has generated five free throws a game with Orlando this year on the ball, and he's going to be shooting wide open shots. I mean, he's been a guy that has been keyed in all year with the Magic as one of their yep. top options, and he's still shooting 39%. Um, defense, there's ups and downs with him. I know Goodman tweeted out that he had a source uh, rate him as a good defender. I think that's fair. And I think what's important to consider, too, is the Magic are one of the worst teams in the league this year. But when Fournier's on the court, they're a net even. 
which would indicate that they're getting by on both ends of the floor with him better than they have been, you know, with any other options out there this year. He's a really good fit in this offense. He can work on the ball, off the ball. He's 28. And as I said earlier, I think there's some real uh, sense that the Celtics can either move him during the offseason effectively or keep him here long term, which I think both would be good options ultimately. And he's six yeah. seven, which I don't think a lot of people realize too. There's real size here. And Jimmy, I want your take. I just want to add something to Bobby. Six seven. I don't know if he starts right out of the gate because they have no time to practice and chemistry is going to be an issue. But this is a natural fit in the starting lineup with the two Jays, Kemba Walker and a big, uh, depending on who's left on the roster when this is all said and done, but presumably Tice if he doesn't get moved. And that's a much better lineup than what they're doing. And at this point, it looks like Marcus Smart is staying at least through the uh, through this season. So now you have him in your uh, second unit uh along with who the hell knows what else is really going to go there obviously at this point um but fournier obviously adds that depth he's also very good on handoffs and pick and roll so there are different things that he can do he can score on all three levels i think that's important for this team uh, 19 points a game in orlando for this team he's really more of a fourth option so i think this is a guy you can count on for 13 14 points a night which again we're talking about and we talked about it jimmy this is this guy versus in terms of this season improvements, it's Fournier minutes versus Semi-Ogilvy minutes, and it's not really, really close at all in terms of uh, offensive production. So uh, just, Jimmy, your thoughts on, on Fournier. Yeah, so you can look at it in a few different ways, right? So in a vacuum, this is a great trade. I mean, you gave up two second-round picks, essentially nothing um, in terms of you know assets. And you brought in a player who is a starter, is averaging, you know, around 20 points a game, whether or not he averages that in Boston. Um, he's a proven scorer, a proven veteran, by all accounts, uh, a good personality. Um, I don't want to say he's a locker room guy because I don't know that, but I'm assuming that he is based on what I've read and what I've seen other people say about him. Um, I think he's underrated. Obviously, playing in Orlando, he hasn't gotten a, a ton of publicity. Um, I haven't even gotten to do my – my. Uh, my YouTube highlight reel yet. So I, I was going to ask, you. did you get the all positive tape yet? <laughs> I, I didn't get the all positives yet. I'm working on it. Um, there's less out there uh, than there was for, for uh, Aaron Gordon. Obviously you don't have some of those highlight reel dunks, but you're getting a player than Bobby mentioned. I mean, he can score. He's a shooter. Um, he's going to fit in. John mentioned this is going to fit in very nicely in the starting lineup as that, as that, you know, wing swing type player. So they're going to be able to do more of a traditional lineup there. Um, I think also, and I just retweeted Brian Robb, listen, they made this trade. First of all, it does make them better, right? That's obvious because yep. he's not a semi and he's not a Javante Green and all, the, <laughs> all those guys that they've been signing. He makes them better this year. Where it gets hairy now is, okay, Danny H has gone on the radio and said, we're not going to trade for a player that's in the last year of his deal and that who can cash in in the offseason, and we're not going to go over the cap. Well, what do you do with this move? Exactly both of those things. So I'm very interested to see how it plays out from here. I think they do want to re-sign him. I think that's probably the whole point of this because while it does make them better, it doesn't make them the Nets. It doesn't make them the Bucks. It doesn't make them, you know, these these top-tier teams. It does make them better. It does make them a tough out uh, for sure. But I think that they're looking further than this year with that deal. Now, Or you sign and trade him and create a what? Exactly. That's Trouble, what I reach please. with. Just what I retweeted from Brian Robb. They they can trade him for another drum roll TPE. Yes, they can do that. So is it kind of like kicking the can down the curb a little bit? Maybe. It's not going to be the same number of TPE. So it's a smaller TPE 
and therefore less valuable. Plus you your eleven million, and you, that you right. are. You still can't have combine them though. You can't I know. Yeah. Them. That's a tricky but thing. You got like five. You got four. You got. You, you can't combine any of them. You do get one, and you don't just lose it. And I know Bobby's been screaming into the camera for the last few months. If they don't use it, they're just going to lose it. So now, theoretically, they could. You got another open, year. Yeah. Open up a new <laughs> one. Yes. Now I know that's not what Celtics fans typically, you know, theoretically want, and I don't think it's what, what we want. And when you're talking about the TVE, I think a lot of fans thought, and we tried to tell them, we did try to tell, but I think a lot of fans thought that they could get back this $28 million level player with the TPE. Well, it's not the case. You're going to get somebody's, we use the word junk. I'm not going to say Fournier is junk, but he's a no, player they didn't want. At a the player end of they the day, didn't want, an expiring deal. player they didn't want. And you gave It's almost like we knew what we were talking about, Jimmy. Right. The only thing we, we didn't, we, we said was that you're going to have to give something with the TPE. They really didn't have to in this case, which is which is a, a well, positive. No, it was either or, Jimmy. Something for a player like Gordon, which we haven't fully gotten into, but uh, you know, if you don't right. know the news yet, I'm gonna break something to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> right, but, you would um, need to give something. It was something, something real something. for Gordon uh, or for a player of his caliber, which would have been. You thought? I mean, I guess there was talk there. If you see that what the deal was. Yes, Denver gave up real things for him. So absolutely, you had to give up something real or right. nothing for nothing in the TPE for something a team just wanted to get off its books, which they did, and they're fine. And exactly, what and, the, and that was door. Exactly, this is the best player beat. that could have gotten under those circumstances. I think the absolutely. best player available for two second round picks and virtually nothing but a piece of paper. Right. So it doesn't it it it, it doesn't really necessarily hurt them by making the deal unless you ended up with a situation where this megastar was available and you know the TPE that they had before they used it on Fournier would have been you know the perfect fit for it now that that that's a rare circumstance that you know might not happen and that was the risk of holding on to it and doing nothing so i think bob people like bobby are very happy today because he said it would have been you know absolutely unacceptable if if they didn't do anything today they did, and based on what we know on the hard cap and the luxury tax and the roster spots, it sounds like, and Bobby, I'm sure you could talk about this in depth. It sounds like they're not they they can't be done, right? They they've got to do something to to avoid the tax. Well, they're two million up. from the hard cap right now, so there's not much else they can do. They can move something out and still get a they player like things out, right? You, so that's you the could question theoretically right now. still trade for John Collins, who's only a three million dollar salary currently right now, but you'd have to you still have to move something out and you got to create roster space because they're already over 15. So something's gonna happen. I do want to add to Jimmy's thing though as we say doing it with nothing and then Bobby jump in here on all of the all of the cap stuff. Um this is still you know like we said when when Hayward left the deal became, and it just keeps growing. It was, well, Hayward is really Tristan Thompson uh, and the TPE. So now Hayward has become Tristan Thompson and Evan Fournier. Um, in four seconds. And, and, and you gave up four seconds as well. I mean, and so Fournier could in turn become something else down the road. So you're right. going to keep kicking this can down the road. You don't really know at the end of the day, and you're always going to compare that versus Miles Turner and, Dougie McDermott, because you think you could have gotten them theoretically. So I don't know. You can make an argument right now. This team might need a Fournier more than they need a Miles Turner. So, you know, in, in terms of yeah. going back on whether that deal should have been made, you know, Turner, yes, was a long-term asset that you could have theoretically done something with. Um, and, you know, maybe an all more, more, more valuable player. More. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it's a different conversation. But you're right. Now things get a little tricky in terms of what they can do next, Bobby. And we do, we should tell people, and again, because it's clear, um, 
Aaron Gordon's gone. When Fournier happened, you thought the next domino was possibly Gordon. Denver gave him a, a better package than I think what the Celtics could have come up with, um, which is RJ Hampton, which you can call that a wash with Aaron Neesmith or Romeo. It's a young unknown. Bobby likes him better. But, you know, I think it's roughly the same. He went 24th. Neesmith went 14th. Neither is doing anything at the pro level right now. So that's a projection. Gary Harris was an up-and-coming or a really trending player who got a good deal, whose numbers have kind of gone down since he signed up, but certainly a better young player than anything the Celtics could have put up there in terms of ready-made NBA talent and a first-round pick that's probably five slots lower than what the Celtics are going to give you. But all in mm -hmm. all, probably a more competitive offer than what the Celtics could have given. Yeah, I... I Obviously confused about that one because I didn't think the Magic wanted to creep closer to the luxury tax and they have to. Right. I'm not sure if they're over at this point because of that trade, uh, but effectively swapping Fournier out and taking Harris in is what they've done here. So that works out as kind of a net even salary wise. So I understand right. why they did it. The pick isn't great. It's 2025 and it's uh, protected. But R.J. Hampton, I think, is the real deal. He hasn't played much this year, so that's you why do. you haven't seen anything that from him this year. But he was one of the guys who I was stunned fell in the draft as far as he did. He was a top 10 prospect coming into the year when he went out to New Zealand. He played with pros at 18-19, which I think is always going to be a pro, um, a, uh, a tough thing for a guy to go through at that age. So people who were sour on him over that, I think overreacted a little bit. He is... Uh, just a phenomenal athlete, uh, above the rim player, gets to the basket, handles the ball, all that stuff. Like there's star uh, potential I, there in him. Sure, but I mean, again, I, I think most NBA teams don't view him as any different than Neesmith at this point. Well, he's, he's a, a guy who, for sure. Yeah, he's a guy who went 24th for a reason. Uh, you know, uh, some scouts might have thought or media types thought he was going higher, but he he fell. 23 teams passed on him, um, and uh, and he at this point has done nothing because he's not playing. So my question is here, did the Celtics get beat because Hampton got involved in a pick or did they get beat because they refused whatsoever to include Smart, which could my have gone is, either way? My guess is, um, and again, I don't know, about, Jimmy, if you think differently, my guess is in this case, they had to view Hampton as a greater asset than Neesmith and mm. Harris as a greater uh, asset than Smart. Um I, I, I think it's possible both were true, though, and that Smart wasn't involved and this offer beat whatever lowball. Right, but I'm saying even the if the Celtics, put, out there. the Celtics equivalent to this would have been a first Smart and Neesmith, um, which is a fair amount to give up. And I think that this is a better offer um, for, for, for Orlando. So if that was the best, then the Celtics would have had this go into two first round picks or possibly Rob in place of Neesmith just to equal this trade. Now you're giving up the store. So that would have been a ton. I think if the Celtics fans today were saying bye to Rob Williams, Marcus Smart, Aaron, and two first round picks, and they got Aaron Gordon in return, they might be like, Ugh, is that was that good? This would be a therapy session. I think right. <laughs> if that was the case, there'd be everyone would be lying down on the couches right now. Would be trying to talk to them and making sure that they weren't, you know, going over the over the edge. But um, you're right. I think that was a better package. I think the Celtics, at the end of the day, and what we what we've been saying is they're not going to go. Danny Ainge isn't going to go, you know, super heavy on a guy like Aaron Gordon. He's not going to sell everything for Aaron Gordon. He's not going to make a panic move. I don't think this, this four-year trade isn't a panic. It's not a panic move. This is, you know. It this, was this essentially feels, free. Yeah, this feels like a smart, you know, business decision more than anything else. Then, you know, assuming that they can standard the tax, and I'm sure that they can figure that out. You know, I'm not worried about that. Um, but this wasn't like, let's sell off, you know, smart and two firsts and, you know, 
Neesmith and sell low on Langford and all this stuff. It, this wasn't that. They can pretty much – they pretty much have the same – They not pretty much. They, they do have all the same assets they have minus some of that TPE to make another trade if they wanted to, whether it's today or in the offseason, whether they want to feel smart in the offseason. They can still do that. Maybe Fournier – Fournier makes smart even more expen expendable than he was, you know, yesterday. I think that's that's certainly the truth. If their if their intention is to re-sign Fournier and deal smart and bring on maybe a, a another sort of a guard or a point guard. I know we've talked about Lonzo Ball and I see him in in the comments section here and John would, you know, go you know, his goo goo gaga over Lonzo Ball. Give me, I don't know give it's going to happen, but it allows you the the options. It allows you the possibilities to still to still make that happen, where Bobby was like, trade seven picks for player X and be done with it. And then you're yeah, saying, Bobby, like, okay, this is your we, team. Can we admit you might have lost your mind a little bit uh, with these seven picks? There's nobody, nobody's giving for anything available at the I deadline. I never said seven. I said three. I know, but I mean, Seriously. Seven at hundred times you said seven. You, well, you for Beal. You said Vucevic was three, and he only got no, two. No, I think he said four. I think he even said four. I said, said four, four for Vucevic, three for Gordon. Can we now see that nobody does that? And like two picks is usually the max unless you're going for a superstar player and it's three. Teams just don't do that. You're not trading, you're not trading first round picks six years into the future. It's just six and eight years into the future. It's just not what teams do. Well, teams do do it when they really want a guy because that the puts Thunder you might really do it. Really want a guy. The Thunder yeah. might be able to do it now. So that's what I was asking about part. yesterday. Do the Celtics really want Gordon? It seems like they didn't. They were willing to take him for the right price. I, look, I said, it's what I, I mean, look, Bobby, I, I, I think I've been saying this from the get-go. In this sport or any sport, again, a good general manager sets a price. If, if, if you believe that piece is going to get you over a hump and possibly get you a title, you overpay by 10, 20% if you need to. And that's what happens at the deadline. It's always an overspend. But Danny Ainge is building for uh, the future right now. And Again, you set your price, you set your value, and you don't go bananas. If he ended up saying, I got to have Gordon at all costs, and like we said, gave away multiple firsts and Rob Williams in this deal, I think he loses the deal. And I think Celtics fans are pissed as a result of it. So, again, that's the whole point of drawing that line is this is what it's worth to me. And yeah, maybe, so and if push comes to shove and we're close and we're at the door, that's where you can okay, I'll give in on this last demand if that's what it's going to take. But, I again, it's – I. Just to see to match this deal, I don't think they could get there. I don't think they could have gotten there. Let's wait and see what they ultimately do to finish all this out. But this goes back to what I've talked about, the cost of not doing something. Because does Thompson ultimately cost a first-round pick to dump? It, it, obviously, the baseline here was going to be a first-round pick. So if it was two picks and you're able to get Thompson off in a deal like this, that's what you would be doing anyway. And then you talk about Smart's value. Is Smart's value higher today than it's going to be over the offseason? It's certainly possible. So by doing this, do you have to pay more to dump Thompson late? Or by not doing this, do you have to pay more to dump Thompson later? Do you get less for Smart? Do these assets start to expire a little bit? And there's even a little bit of t uh, talk of Tice today. I, I told you guys over and over again, the time to deal Tice as a high-value guy, and it would be now. And it seems like teams would be interested around the league. Now, I'd rather keep him than Thompson. But if you can trade both, and get some other good stuff in here through roster spots. It's a creative way to do it. I still wonder, and Hollinger's been speculating this now too in his athletic piece, how do you get out of that tax? Because the Celtics are 3-6 over now by my estimation. And how do you clear a roster spot for him? He seems to think it's green, but green makes, what, a million bucks? So that doesn't clear you the tax. 
No, but uh, you're right, and you know it might be Teague also. Um, and uh, so, if, I don't know if that, I don't know if that gets you there. It's pretty close. A couple um, other things going on around. Um, I'm seeing that the Raptors traded Matt and Thomas to the Jazz for a future second round pick. They're trying well, to obviously unload, not unload, but they're trying to get rid of Lowry. So oh, they're that full opens sales. Up a roster yeah, selling. Rondo close yeah. to the Clips right now. Rondo, oh, huh? Okay. Rondo close to moving to the Clippers uh, right now. That's that's uh, something I've seen. They recently. wanted to do that in the offseason, but couldn't get it done. That would be a yep. good move for them. So that's it. But again, it's we are 40 minutes out, and I can't tell you the last thing that mentioned the Celtics here. It is quiet, and it's quiet for a reason, um, that I think they might be done. And I do think that people um, – and again, I see it in the comments right now. There's a little bit of frustration um, in terms of hoping for some sort of magic move. Uh, you know, doesn't look like it's coming. Uh, there, there's but, no yeah. magic move coming, but they, they have stuff to sort out here. There's something that at least is going to be worth talking about coming here. They've got to, I mean, again, they, they do. I mean, who is most likely to be off the team, Bob? They obviously have to make a roster move. I said earlier to John, I think Thompson's gone by three. I think they're trying like okay. hell. I think, again, we. I hate to go back and like, you know, try to claim a victory on it, but like the Thompson signing has been. No, you don't. You don't hate to go back. Well, no, I mean, look, the, the this the problem. Get ready for an apology cam at three fifteen. <laughs> no, the problem. With, yeah, this would be the earliest apology cam ever. The problem with the Thompson signing is, you know, that TPE is the reason you're hard capped right now, and it really messes with your flexibility a little bit and what you can do. Uh, it's a reason why they can't use the full twenty eight million of the of the trade exception right now, um, and. As Bobby mentioned, they got to find a way to dump him or else they're going to have to pay teams for him the same way they did with Cantor. And so you just keep moving assets out to get rid of stuff so you can clear money. Uh, and at the end of the day, I, and again, this is what I didn't understand with Thompson. I, I'm not judging just his play this year. Even as advertised, if he were close to what people thought they were getting, and let's say he's only 10% worse, 15% worse than what we thought, I just never understood it as a need. Uh, at all. And so I never really understood the signing and I didn't think it would move the needle. But now when you see the tech, and I hate that term, but I just didn't think it would change their fortunes very much. But now that you see the tax implications as well, I think that that makes it, you know, even worse in this, in this sense, because they are, they're up against it right now. They cannot, they can't use the full value of this, uh, of this situation, of this, of this TPE right now. Yeah. They thought Thompson would make them Really good as a team. Yeah. I thought they had potential to be the number one defense with him. And for some reason, whether it was regression, whether it was apathy on his part, uh, a feeling that he just had a coaster this regular season and give it his all in the playoffs or whatever his mindset was, because obviously there's talk of his mindset and commitment and all this different stuff going on this week. There's something up there. It smells from opening night when he got torched then. And like the next 10 games, it was Embiid scoring 70 in that two game series against them. I and felt like it all was the game. Yeah. I, I, th sure. I think Durant <laughs> had every shot against them on switches the second night. Then he goes down with COVID more recently, and it's like, what's going on here with him? Something's up there. I don't know if the KOC stuff that he talked about is the culprit here, that he his just head is in a different place. Maybe the uh, lockdown no, and all this other stuff. They're capping on that one. Is that right? Did I say it right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's the real deal. Thompson, I think that? offensively has been what you've expected, but defensively has been as bad as you could yeah. possibly imagine. I think he's one of the biggest reasons they've been a worse yeah. defensive team this year. 
let's quickly reset the table for people here. A uh, lot of questions uh, in the chat about what can be done still. And so again, Bobby, uh, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. they are technically over the tax right now, but they're also two point, maybe a little over two million or two and a half million from the hard cap, which means any moves that they make, they have to find a way to move some money out right now. So that really limits what they can do unless they move a player like Thompson or it's a bigger deal involving someone like Marcus Smart. And sure, yeah. they can move small salaries out to create something. Now, what's realistic and what type of people fit into that thing? Well, I mean, Lonzo Ball, again, theoretically could work. He's a $6 million salary at this point. You'd have to move some money out. John Collins is only making two and a half or $3 million, I think, this year. So again, theoretically, those names, which are big names that people have thrown around, are still uh, possible. But I don't think it's likely uh, because it doesn't seem like either team is really interesting. The only reason I bring up Lonzo again, uh, Lonzo again is as soon as Chicago, so Chicago makes the trade for Vucevic early in the day, which was surprising. Um, and immediately everyone starts talking about now they got to go get Lonzo, which makes me think, huh, Lonzo's for sale. So if he is, and you could move smart and a couple of, and a pick out there for Lonzo, that's something I would strongly consider. Yeah, but what entices the Pelicans? You know, like <laughs> the idea that you might not want to invest in him next year. It's it's right. a, it's, a, it's an S or get off the pot situation. Like I'm not going to pay him. Maybe someone else will, but he's not going to be my guy because right now I know I've got Zion and Ingram as my two. If but they I can sign. Lonzo, they can sign and trade Lonzo, him. If you lock in Lonzo, that's your three, and you have these three, and they're all playing, and two of them are playing exceptionally well, and you're losing. So, so what would you what would you stretch to here? If you really want Lonzo, if we get back to that. How far are you willing to go? Because I don't think a smart ball swap gets it done. I'm saying smart and a first. Smart and a first. And Neesmith, are you in the conversation? Probably not. You don't think so? Why? I think there's I think there's value to them unless they're blown away. So say two, three first. I think there's I don't two know. Two three. Okay, there you go again. Three first for Lonzo Ball with Smart. But <laughs> well, what do you do? So you come to the table and you hear one first. It's probably not going to be that good as you guys keep saying. You hear Smart. Ah, eh, he's, he's probably worse than Ball. Like, are you excited to go do that? Are you going to take the possibility of maybe get, keeping him for a bargain this offseason or signing and trading him somewhere else into the offseason? I, I know that there's a, there's a little bit of urgency with moving him since he is that expiring deal, but since you have restricted rights on him, that does give you the leeway to wait. I just, I, I think you are, I, I, I got to warn everybody at home. When Bobby proposes a trade, take, take the amount of first round draft picks he includes in them and cut them in half. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then we'll do one and a half. <laughs> okay. And then that's closer to the real number. Okay. Just yeah, nobody be sure. fooled by what he's saying. All right, so this Absolutely is my this is my line of thinking here. One first, Pelicans say no. Two first, all right, we'll think about it. Three gets it done. That's like done. But, if you really want them, no matter what, it gets it done. Now, in that case, you, I'd be saying you, you don't want to be Kemba. reckless, though. I mean, you you, you can't you can't be what if reckless. It's, what if, what if it's three first, send Kemba, keep Jesus, smart. would you stop? Everyone, just stop. Just take a timeout for a second. You can't, no more firsts for you, okay? You, yeah. If 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 I could just mute one word, you don't get to say first for the next In all seriousness, years. though, on that, I did listen to an interesting conversation with Bobby Marks and Woj uh, that they were doing the other night on Twitter. And 
they were talking about that trend, which is real, that certain teams in the league have gone nuts with Ferris and driven up that price. Some teams like the Celtics aren't falling into that trap for maybe good reason, probably good reason, because Bobby Marks is on ESPN because he did that instead of being the Nets GM. Uh, so they there's a huge risk to doing it, but if you want to go all in and really get a guy, that's how you do it. That's how the Bucks got Holiday. Right, that's you, how the Nets got Harden. Players- Certain players you do it for and certain players you don't. As much as we want to see the Celtics make a move for Lonzo Ball, I mean, you got to know, again, you got to know when enough is enough. You got you, you got to have, you have a worth set in yeah, mind no. for a guy or on paper like Danny Ainge does for these players. Same reason he didn't give, you know, two or three for Aaron Gordon, you know? I mean, yeah, it might make your team better, but at what cost? You're not trying to take one step forward and two step backwards and mortgage your future for Lonzo Ball. I mean, we like... We like Lonzo Ball. We think that he would have a good fit on the team, but you still just because he fits what you have going on doesn't mean you pay, you know, yeah, thirty percent more than what anyone else would to yeah. you know, get rid of him. Yeah, the so, tricky thing now, especially with this year's first, if we're just taking it down the one first rounder that needs to go, if if Fournier makes his team a little bit better, they're back to eighteenth, twentieth, something like that in the draft. Twenty uh, sixth, even is great if they get back to where they were last year. So all of a sudden, then you're saying, if you just hold on to this pick or multiple picks down the line, it becomes another knee smith. It becomes, and I know John, you can steal a guy in the twenties. They just did it with Pritchard, but you're probably not getting Kawhi Leonard like outside of once every 15 years in those spots. Yeah, so, like I said, you're not giving a, a, someone just said in the comments, you're not giving a James Harden package for Lonzo Ball, but again, no. just uh New Orleans may just have him in his plan their plans and that's it. By the way, guys, we're rocking with 1200 plus people in the stream. Keep it coming. Tell your friends we're here through 3 and then beyond. We're almost at the halfway point here. Uh it's 2:30 right now. We got 30 minutes till the deadline. Come on, Danny. Resetting where we're at. 30 minutes. Quiet. Okay, so, so, John, you just said <laughs> since it's quiet, you feel like the Celtics are doing nothing. No, I feel like no, it's no. the opposite. I don't think it means that. Um, I think it means things are getting busy. I, you know, I just feel by now, and again, it's Bobby. It's not that the Celtics can't keep things under, under wraps. It's that uh, teams, as soon as somebody gets involved in something, it's in their benefit to leak it in order to get other teams to up the price. So, uh, if Boston were close on something right now, it would make sense wow. for someone with, within the organization on the other side to kind of sneak a piece out there, like Bo- Boston making a hard push for Lonzo and then wake up Chicago or someone else and have him come to the table. Not the like way, someone can't pick up the phone and do that, but yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's got it. Rondo for Rondo for Lou Williams is done. Jimmy, what do that you got? Done, that wasn't what I was going to say, but I was I did see that. I was wondering Bobby's opinion on uh, Vucevic, the deal that they ended up ultimately accepting to Chicago. I mean, is that a deal that you think the Celtics could have? That's a good question. Yeah. So that didn't seem like great, right? Well, when we first discussed this earlier, John, it seemed like Gordon and uh, Fournier together were going to be an option. So now that it's Fournier or Vucevic, it becomes a lot more enticing. Like it's 17 million versus 22 million. So the money's not that far off. I know it's two seconds, which is essentially nothing. But if you could go to the length that Chicago did, two first-round picks, I don't think anybody would have had any issues with that. I've I've said go as far as three for Vucevic. So I think that's an easy second guess. I think if you're using up most of the TP on Fournier and there's nothing left there, that's 
the direction they probably should have gone. The question is, which we get back to, would you give up Rob for it? Which Rob seems to be the equivalent of Wendell Carter. Uh, Rob probably has more potential than Wendell Carter at this point. I think I'm stunned Orlando took Carter. He just doesn't seem to have the upside that right. people yeah, think, think he does. Fine. Yeah, fine. You know, a lot of people well, ask. Clearly, he wasn't available. Then, if, then that, tells, if, that tells me that Rob wasn't available. That that tells me that they think pretty highly of Rob because you you can't tell me that they wouldn't have accepted a package from the Celtics that included Rob if that's what they accepted from Chicago. Who knows? Yeah. As Celtics fans, Jimmy, obviously, you know, Celtics fans tend to overvalue their assets. I think Rob is in one of those cases where I think they're valuing him a, 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 like accordingly, a, like appropriately. I think. Um, they really view him as a piece at this point. And right. I think they feel they lucked into it. And I think giving it away now. Yeah. Uh, and here's the problem I've had with giving it away. No, 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 no. I know. But it's I'm saying in. Yeah. hunting now on something where you're like, wow, like, look, I mean, what have we talked about that this team needed to do more than anything is hit on a few picks. Right. And, you know, Bobby yeah. pointed out before where you've had Tony Allen uh, and you had, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rondo way back when and who else hit in the 20s for them? Um, uh, recently. Bradley, Bradley was good. Rose. You've had a few no, no. Um, hits there, but I mean, a whole lot of misses and not just misses in the twenties, but misses in the teens where you're more likely to find a player. So if you find someone at 27, who's a core piece moving forward, you got to think like that was pretty freaking good. And that, that atones for a misfire on a Romeo or a Neesmith or something, because you know, it's an inexact science at this point. And honestly, you could jumble everything up from pick 15 to 25 or even 40 sometimes. This is, yeah. And you this don't is know where question, you're going to hit. Because yeah. you know? Fournier, especially to some degree, is kicking the can down the road a little bit. It helps you now. I'm glad they did it. But in terms of consolidating assets and bringing in a real player that moves the needle here, it doesn't do too much to add toward that direction. I know you can trade Fournier later, but his value this offseason is going to be so much less than Gordon's potentially could have been as the next asset toward the next move. Uh, so they haven't done much in terms of positioning themselves for that next deal. And if that next deal was on the table here, Rob Vucevic, you probably have to think about doing that, especially you for do, how long he signed. He's an all-star center. He's a stretch big. He fits exactly what the NBA is looks for and what the Celtics look for in a big. Yeah. To me, it, it tells me that they they really value Rob. Or I can't imagine why the don't. Magic wouldn't be interested in a deal or other center teams Rob. Is there any chance, John, they look again, at they, Carter and say, we like him right. more than... It's possible. Yeah. That's really? the other thing. Well, they are Orlando. Yeah. That's got them where they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look... Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just assuming. I, 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 maybe both things are true. A lot of people here mentioning Laurie Markkinen. Um, now, uh, there was a uh, word that because he's going to be restricted in the offseason, um, that uh, it might be tough for Chicago to keep him and that, therefore, they might be interested in moving him. People interested, look, uh, it's a big four who can shoot. Uh, and certainly that would be something that would work for the Celtics. He's making $20 million, folks. So Wait, in order to... 20 million right now. Uh, in order to do this, you have to, uh, you, you got to throw some stuff in there. Uh, He's having to make a pretty that. good year. He's having Better a good than year. I expected. Yeah. So let me put this in perspective. If Aaron Gordon's poor, poor man's uh, Blake Griffin and Wendell Carter's poor, poor man's Al Horford, there is a sentiment that Markinen is like a poor, poor, poor man's version of uh, Christoph Porzingis. Broke man. <laughs> so that's what you're getting here. He's having a better year than I expected, and he's 23. The, he's had a bad coach for most of his career there in Chicago, and now he's having a leap under the new one, Billy Donovan. So 
I, I'm not adverse to any idea, but I do think people need to tamper their expectations of what this guy is. He's not going to come in here and be Derek Nowitzki. There's, there's something that has to be worked out with his game defensively. He yeah. comes and goes. He's a little injury prone. But spacing and shooting, you know, like this yeah. is, you know, you know, yeah, one. Imagine a, imagine a lineup where you could have theoretically him and Fournier and Tatum and Brown on the court at the same time and go small ball there. Um, you you know, trade smart for him. Well, you would have to at this point. Yeah. You honestly, it would be smart and Tristan at this point, right? Just to make the money work. Um, so yeah, and then they'd have to send back something too. Yeah, but I don't know how you make this work with what he costs right now. So it's a tough one. People are talking about it. I don't know what it would take. Hell if I know. I mean, it have you watched like it his? Take... Have you watched his all good tape? <laughs> sounds like the no. It sounds like the juice isn't worth the squeeze there. That, yeah. That's the type of player I would say. You know what? We're gonna just wait on that. We're gonna wait on you know. So I don't love the player, but I. Up for that. I love the thinking John's doing here. A guy who is extremely cheap to acquire now, who you can keep long term on a restricted free agent deal, develop. And be a core rotation guy into the future. They have to. He's still a twenty million dollar player. And guys, I'm sorry, I messed that up completely. I messed it up completely. I, it's totally my fault. I just made a quick flash at it. He, uh, he's restricted. He could be a twenty million dollar player in the offseason. He's only okay. a. He's a, he's a six million, million now. Yeah, he's a six million dollar player now. So you're right. right. It would like, work for what? Thompson right now. My my bad on that. But um, that's what he's going to cost though. No, yeah. no, but I mean, when it comes to smart, like, what would they want to value? Because they obviously don't want Thompson, and they want something for this guy. I don't think they're just giving him up right now. And this is another guy that could be brought into this offseason from their perspective. We're thinking from a Celtic standpoint, where this really done. You get now; it's not going to work in the offseason. These teams can wait. They can do sign and trades. They can do other stuff in the offseason. So you have to entice them now with real stuff. So is that Lankford and Neesmith? Is that multiple first-round picks? Anything that's going to be worth doing right now is going to be a little bit expensive, and this is what we talk about in-season trades versus off-season trades. Yes, right, right. in-season's more expensive, but the Celtics don't have a great deal of flexibility this off-season or targets in mind. Who are you guys even thinking about for the off-season? Everyone keeps saying, oh, the off-season. Uh, off don't talk to me about the off-season right yeah. now. I have no idea. There's not Let's a lot. One deadline, one deadline at a time. Bobby. There's not. I think. Look, I think the name you keep hearing is Collins, um, and I don't know how you make that work. Um, Jalen Brown. He's gonna get a max. Huh? What, Bobby? He said Jalen Brown, and he was banished. <laughs> His final words, fittingly, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. No, you don't do Jalen Brown for Collins. No, and again, I, I think, I, I just don't think it's the right time. I mean, I just don't think the Collins thing matches and then what, what it's going to cost. I mean, it comes down to, you know, you're going to have to give him a Mac on top of it all. So really it's a steep price to pay. Um, Bob, you okay over there, man? But here's yeah, the man. thing is if it were Collins, there's no reason to not do it. I guess Atlanta just can't do it now because they're in the hunt. So there's nothing you could do. I guess yeah, that, that, that's the problem. It's time to do Mark. They have to hold on something. They don't necessarily want to resign. They're, they're going to be in a tough spot this off season. There's, there's a disconnect between Boston's urgency and those teams' urgencies. Boston has to do all this stuff now. Those teams can wait, and those teams hold the hold the uh, button on that. So Lou Williams goes uh, – is he going straight to Magic City for those wings, or is he going to report Oh, what a great move first? for him, yeah. That's a huge move for him, yeah. What's up, John? Oh, nothing. Jessica Walter Just from Arrested Development just passed away. 
Um, oh, the, Sorry, the, the, the Bluth matriarch. Uh, anyway, um, there goes my Lou Williams joke. We got 20 minutes it's here. Like that. If, if something big's going to happen here for the Celtics, it's going to have to be that 2015 style Isaiah, like five minutes to go, mad dash. <laughs> Get it to the fax machine. That's and- how it always goes. I mean, I, there's been there's been years where the the teams request an extension on the deadline because they're in the middle of you know finalizing and working out the details of a deal. We've seen that numerous times where the deal won't even get announced. Was Perkins until, very you know, close? What way back when wasn't that one very close to the Perkins deal? Oh, it was for Jeff was, Green. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was a deadline. You know, right up, right up against it, from what I can recall. Yeah. Has anyone? You know, it would be good to get Perkins on one of these shows one day to ask him what that what that whole. I'm sure he's talked about it maybe, but I haven't heard heard him really mention it recently. Just what that whole experience was like, and you know, I guess the vibe. We all you know, know the, the team, team was like crying. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. team was just in agony. The firsthand uh, experience there, but that was. Yes, yeah, I mean that, that was Angel's most smart. I wonder. I wonder if that type of trade would would do that to the locker room. So, are oh, you I su- don't think so. <laughs> are you guys no, surprised not even um, half as how apoplectic Celtics fans are now? And again, I'll ask you guys in the chat, and most of you are already sharing it. Uh, on your own. If this is all the Celtics do at this deadline, sh- short of moving out a small piece for, you know, let's say they traded something they don't need just for money purposes. But if this is the only player the Celtics get back, uh, is everybody here really bummed? Because uh, it seems like it. And I- I'm not. Um, I would have liked something bold, especially if they could have gotten a piece for the future. But it makes them better today. I don't think there's any question about it. Right now, people are pretty, uh, pretty down. Let me ask you this and, and ask the viewers as well. Would you have rather done Fournier for two seconds or Gordon for smart straight up? Which makes you better as a team right now? Which makes you better as a team right now? I think it's the Fournier move because you're not giving up anything. Yeah. That, that, that's an easy one, right? So that's um, how people have to think about this. That's how I think of it too, is you gave up nothing and you're better today versus giving up a lot stuff. And that's the whole thing is yesterday I felt like Celtics Twitter was – uh, split on whether they even wanted to give up smart for Gordon, you know, and if that's what it would have right. taken smart, a first, possibly a young player um, for, for, uh, for, for, for Gordon. And it didn't happen. That was a deal that I think, I mean, not just Celtics fans, but and a lot of NBA insiders were like, I don't know if that makes you better. If you're Boston, I think it was uncertain. I was in favor of it, but not so much so that not making it happen is a, uh, is devastating. So I'm surprised people are, are, are are that bummed out uh you know i think the- there's a lot of people out there who and they're not wrong it's just how they they're not wrong at all in fact they might be right there's a lot of people out there that are tired of this product and they want to see a change and sometimes you just you know you just dive in you make the change and you hope that you know one little change leads to bigger changes and, and so on and so forth i think that by by trading smart and getting gordon you're obviously losing talent, but you're also gaining talent. So that's different than just bringing on a guy like Fournier without giving up anything. Now, if you bring in on a guy like Gordon, you have him for next year. You'd ha- you, you, you consider him a tradable asset too in the same way, I guess, that Smart would be because they're similar in you know, the cap and there's you know, probably similar value overall. Um, and then you, you, you ship out a player who has had a, 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 you know, a lot of great moments in Boston, but who has also driven a lot of people a lot of fans crazy 
I mean, let's be so, honest, let, right? So there's 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 reasons for the way fans yeah. are are thinking the way they are right now. But just to just to trade, just to be like, oh, I want to make a trade because I'm, you know, I want to get rid of Smart. Well, you, you got to be careful on on what you're getting in return and what you're really asking for. Moreover, Jimmy, I think the key here is Fournier improves you today. And if it works in the future, great. And if it doesn't, okay. But you gave away, as we said, nothing at this point. Um, and then the TPE is, is in the really what you gave away. There are people on the chat right now who are bummed that because they wanted to blow it up. Bra teams who blow up and rebuild don't do it at the deadline. You do it in the offseason, okay? It's right. just not some – unless you are sell, sell, sell. You're the magic. The Celtics, are, the Celtics are not in sell. If you want to retool – that's something that gets worked out typically in the offseason when draft slots are determined and when you figure out what's going to happen in free agency and needs are very clear and you have the whole slate of NBA teams to work with. You don't do franchise-altering deals unless you are selling it all at the deadline. And that's not what the Celtics were going to do. They're trying to they're trying to change up on the fly. It makes much more sense to do that in the offseason. So I think being disappointed that they didn't completely rehaul and retool the entire franchise today i think was unrealistic i think they probably evaluate everything right. and at this point 245 this I, I don't think without any whispers thompson's going anywhere so this is probably their team they're probably going to give up whatever and find a way to make the tax work by the end of the year uh, it's going to be tricky i don't know why they're going to pay tax in this situation it, it, it's confusing but i i'm sure they have a way to make that work my thing is this gives the team a chance and that's all i wanted their depth issue is gone. They're going to have a fifth guy who makes sense in every lineup here. They're going to be able to condense this rotation. And just to bring it back to Thompson, if he's going to stick around, if you have a playoff rotation where any given matchup, let's, let's say it's Bam for the Miami, where Thompson worked pretty good. Let's say it's uh, Rob against Milwaukee, who looked pretty good yesterday. That might be his matchup. Tice obviously works in quite a few matchups. You have a pretty complete team here matchup-wise if they're all hitting their stride, if they're all healthy, to just compete. Just compete in the playoffs. Get yourself to a better seed now. Quiet down some of the, I think, uncertainty and issues that have been around the team in recent weeks and really go on a hot streak here and just give it your best shot this season. Right. And then, as you say, address things in the offseason. I mean, hot streak or not, here, here's what this trade does. This is, this is another... Whether or not this was the intention or not, I think this is going to show a lot of Celtics fans and show a lot of people in the Celtics organization. Okay, here's your here's your extra guy that you've all been asking for. Not fans, but you know, assume some of the players. The team's like been begging for it, just in the way exactly. they've played. Yeah. So here he is. This is what you know. This is we're going to find out now what you guys are made of. If you really are one player away from from meeting expectations going into the season or from being that really tough team that we've seen in flashes. If you're not, then we know now we know. And now we can we can adjust accordingly in the off season when we still have all of our assets and we still have all of our, you know, tradable contracts, if there are even are that many, but you got your first round picks and your second round picks, whatever. Your TPE to to an extent, you still have some of that. So they brought in a player, say, well here you go guys, here's your player. Do the best you can. Depending on how you what you show us will determine whether or not we're bringing this core back, uh, you know, again next season or not. If not, well, you can say bye to Smart probably, and you can you know start to think about a guy like Thompson and and you know these other players, whether or not they try to move Kemba if they can, you know, you'll start to see that question being asked in the offseason if you see more of the same with this team with Fournier on it. Yeah, I think um, you know 
Right. It's uh, the way to look at it is there for, for the stretch run here. They're adding Fournier, presumably Romeo, which I know you guys don't want to hear it. And Jeff you're not Teague, allowed to talk about him. And Jeff Teague 2.0. Um, <laughs> and that's what they're coming in with for, for a bench unit. Does so Teague we'll, go on this deal? Do we finally get to end the Teague experience? <laughs> and not when it's just getting started, baby. Yeah, we haven't even experienced it yet. Yeah. Uh, I think from that, again, uh, from Keith Smith, per source, Celtics are still engaged in deals, mostly looking to clear a contract and maybe dip back under the luxury tax while opening roster spots for the buyout market. So kind of what we the, are. The only contract that, that clears the tax is Tom. Oh, I can't hear Bobby. Did I lose Bobby? You got me, John? John? I have you, Bobby. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, you lose him? Yeah, I think you lost Jimmy too. Uh, so he was saying that the Celtics yeah, no, are I heard off that contract. Um, yeah. One guy that I think, you know, you're talking about that buyout market. I think one guy that um, is uh, might be interesting is uh, uh, Drummond. Otto, Otto Porter. I'm going Drummond. I'm not. So, yeah, make your Porter kit pitch. I'm just saying I think that that's possible. That's all. Uh, that, I, think that, I think that that's going to be a buyout and that's a team that they're going to rush. Uh, that's someone they're going to rush to. So that's possible. He'd be a good defensive rotation player. I'd like to have two additional wings here versus one. But if you do have to dump Thompson in this circumstance, I know you don't love Thompson, but he was brought here to do something that still needs to be done come playoff time. And that's go up against bigger bigs, secure the paint, that kind of stuff. I am not opposed at all to Andre Drummond, and I've been one of his. Oh, he'd certainly be an upgrade over Thompson. Yeah, so that's my point. Yeah. Could he come in here, start most nights? Oh, that's why uh, some have a like huge Drummond role. Reason why no one's going to trade for Thompson, you know? You know you, yeah. You're going to find better things on the buyout market. Why take on two years of a salary here? So the Celtics have to ask this question. Are they going to pay tax for Fournier, or are they going to aggressively try to move off Thompson here? Perhaps well, not knowing if that's going to be – the Drummond situation is going to be saying, because I know you don't like Thompson, but you probably don't want to go into the playoffs with just Tyson Rob, right? I just don't think that it matters. And I think that you do. And I think ultimately you're building move you know, Grant back to center. That might work. I mean, I think you're going to play more small ball lineups with Fournier out there too, because you're going to have more size uh, on the court there. The same way you did when you had Hayward, you know? Um, so I, I think you can get away with it a little bit. Um, it's just going to have a different vibe to it altogether. So, yeah, I think you can move on for trips, Tristan. I think he's just he's just clunky and he and he just bogs you down. Is there any chance the Celtics are in on Kyle Lowry? I, I don't see how, unless it's Kem- unless it's Kemba. Is there any way that happens? I don't see it just because it's never been mentioned. So hey, the stuff that <laughs> we didn't think Fournier alone was well, I guess we mentioned that, but. Sometimes the stuff that's not mentioned is what actually is going on. And we have nine minutes now. Oladipo hasn't been moved. Lowry hasn't been moved. Stuff's getting interesting. Right I am surprised how close we are here to the end of this uh, without a whisper <laughs> on some other stuff. Nine minutes. Jimmy, do you see Kyle Lowry being in play? For the Celtics? Yeah. No. I think, I think Bobby's, Bobby's reached the... <laughs> and what, what are we doing trade here? Rope. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just saying every possibility here. Um, I mean, it's I just saw a couple of tweets that you know the holdup in Miami is 
Tyler Hero, and then there's who was the holdup in L.A. There was a, there was a well, L.A. Ran, would have to random. trade. They'd have to stack salaries, so Harrow's like mandatory. KCP's mandatory, and then they have to decide: do they want to send Kuzma and keep Schroeder and the two guards, or do they want to trade Schroeder because he's up after this year? That's a tough decision right. for them. But I still see Lowry landing with them. I think that's a no-brainer if you can stack together those role guys for one more star. Right. Um, I, I think. Listen, we say there's whatever eight minutes left or whatever. Don't don't forget it can go a little bit past the deadline if these teams are already I, engaged. So I am a little dubious about this whole buyout market thing. You know, like. Uh, I, we got to be realistic here. Greg Monroe? No, that's not the point. <laughs> players in buyout, play, players who get bought out, do one thing and one thing only. They go to a team that that is that 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 has uh you know a, a decent chance of playing for a title. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's no reason to go. And that's why always the the same teams get them because at that point you've been bought out. You're not really in it for any sort of money. Um, you just want to go somewhere and see if you can, you know, right. catch the wave to a championship. Like make Troy Murphy no, makes no sense for a team for for the Celtics to. Th- this is just based off the Keith tweet. If if they're trying to move salary around and then be active in the buyout market, no freaking way are you going to be successful in the buyout market. You're gonna get the, you're gonna get about the eighth or tenth best available guy uh, there because who's coming here? This team is not looks like they're headed there's four or five six teams here that that the the, the players want to go to that have a shot at playing for a title boston's not one of them correct it's just a matter of if the other teams are going to have i guess i guess they'll just make roster spots available if you're good enough they'll figure out a way to get you on i mean that's that's obvious so it's not happening here so again no, I, I think and that again, that's yeah and i don't even know why the celtics would be again why are they uh-oh why are they're they a woge bomb what do we got no, we don't terrence ferguson got? to the kings so the Raptors are, are Terrence Ferguson, Terrence Davis of the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, so That's they're clearing, they're clearing roster bomb? spots. No, no, but they they now have three don't, open roster spots. That's not spots a bomb. It's like a, water, it's like Listen, a water balloon. Don't misuse, don't misuse the Woj bomb, okay? Because that's like the boy who cried wolf. Okay, we're not gonna believe you next time you tell us there's a Woj bomb. Fair enough. No, but I think it's a precursor to a bomb. They're trying to open those roster spots. The boy who for cried wolf bomb. Yeah, yeah, so Lowry's probably not coming spots. to Boston. They've been clearing roster spots for the last hour, but they haven't. They Lowry haven't was never coming yet. to Boston, and Boston's never trading seven round, seven first round picks for anything. Okay, we have to retire no, so some of these. Takes. Lowry's, Lowry's probably no. I'm just saying any possibility okay. that's out there. Uh, so Lowry's probably going to LA for three players then, since they have three roster spots now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, how about this? Let's just sit in silence for five minutes, okay? In protest for the Celtics not making any other moves. What Moment of silence. Moment of silence for the five death minutes of, of silence. Celtics organization. Five <laughs> minutes. Can somebody just do me a favor, Jimmy? Make up a rumor about Lonzo and tweet it so I can add tweet something. I just made up a rumor and you hated it. <laughs> well, so I just want to stumble across it on my timeline and be excited for 10 seconds. Uh, John, I don't want to soil uh, the integrity of my – my journalism. He'll get that blue check mark pulled. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be, I don't want to be fact checked uh, on, you know, by the, by the Twitter police. For anybody out there, you guys, uh, you guys can follow Jimmy Toscano at Jimmy underscore Toscano uh, on Twitter. You will not get breaking news, but you'll get breaking opinions and a couple of, you know, bad one-liners here and there. 
There is five minutes to go, and two guys that seemingly can't still be on their teams, and Lowry and Oladipo are still there. Oladipo at is an Jimmy interesting Pistano. one. At, is it at real Bob Manning? It's yeah. at Jimmy underscore. Got Pistano. it. Underscore. At Pistano. real Bob Manning. Oh, I said Bob Manning. Oh, boy. Woj Bomb. Well, he is. He's Woj Bomb. That's my Manning. name for the day. Bomb Manning. A, a, yeah. Bobby um, Bomb. Yeah. You guys can give us a follow if you want. Yeah, That's not. us. Put it in the chats. Um, Just lost audio again. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, we are now four minutes away and not a peep, guys. Um, so, again, we'll put in some. Uh, this is unreal. Yeah, it is surprising, right? It was a good day, though. Celtics did something. There was some medium-sized moves around here. the league. Follow, follow me. Follow Bob. Not Bomb. Bob Manning. And, well yeah, It's a great way to kill time. And Jimmy Toscano. Give us a follow if you guys want. Um, obviously, so you guys know, as we're filibustering here, we're going to kill the filibuster. Hey, don't um, say that word. As we're going to filibuster here until the deadline, uh, we obviously are live after every game. Any of you joining us for the first time, and obviously a ton of people in here are here for the post-game um, show all the time. Uh, Looks like J.J. Reddick's on the Mavs. But um, after every game, guys, we're live. So subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, we will be live again tomorrow as they take on the Milwaukee Bucks, the new and improved Boston Celtics. Uh, we'll <laughs> see whether Fournier is in. Um, is in. Oh, hold on. I'm getting. I'm being told something. No Lonzo Ball. No Lonzo Ball trade. Uh, He's staying in Maryland. So it looks like the uh, – we'll get them. The Clippers, they're in the offseason or something like that. I mean, they're in hard cap position too. Someone's going to get them. I, I don't know. They do have a tough time keeping them there in New Orleans. But Thank you very much, New Orleans, for stringing me along until 2.58, okay? Yeah, that was that was mean. Two minutes, couldn't you have just told me a week ago? John Collins probably staying put too at this point. This I mean, is, clearly. This is Marking what we do, in. though. This is what we do every every deadline. We, we all – Get our hopes up for all these big trades, and then honestly, no, but I'm, it was a I'm surprised Jimmy. that Fournier even people, was traded. There are people so, who still think this one minute is going to result in a trade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're checking their clocks to make sure they're not a little little fast. But, uh, people yeah. asking if Fournier starts, I believe so, um, but I don't know if it'll happen right away because there's no practices. They basically play four Does games. Fournier a week. start. Put it this way. He if, should. If, if Brad goes double big, you know, with Fournier and you know on the team, or if he if he starts Shemi, then we're gonna have some big problems. <laughs> would you consider? Let me ask you this: Would you consider Kemba on the bench? No. No. Okay. He's too I, good with Tice. Thank you for asking. Too good of a though. passer. Right. How about Rob Fournier, the two Jays, and Smart to start? Better defense, not a bad defensive lineup there as well. And put in uh, uh, no. Smart and Tice. No? Nobody oh, likes it? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, Kemba, Kemba and Tice on the, uh, no. on the second unit. Nope. nope. And then let Kemba shoot 25 times with that second unit. No. I, I keep – something different? No. I think we can try something a... different, but it, it's just not going to be that. 
the starters have been good, and uh, at this point, the double big's positive. So if you still want to keep rolling with that, double it's not big the... is double negative. Double <laughs> big is double dead. Yeah, it probably double is. big anymore. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going Fournier because he's a secondary ball handler. You don't want him leading the second unit. You, Kemba will never go on the bench, so that's not even worth considering. So I like Smart, Rob. That stuff on the bench that works. Hey, guess what time it is, guys? Doesn't mean it's stuff comes in after three, and we're gonna linger a little bit longer. But it is officially three o'clock. I'm getting. Is where the Celtics turn into a pumpkin? This is like Uh, the midnight. Cleveland Cavaliers and Andre Drummond absolutely are working on a buyout. That happened. Obviously, if he wasn't traded, that was going to happen. So um, you know there what what the situation is. And we've mentioned Brookline as a very likely destination. Um, But that is it, guys. The trade deadline has come and gone. And at this point, the Boston Celtics have acquired Evan Fournier. Um, And that's it for two seconds. They didn't make another move. They have to... At this point, if no move is made, they're going to have to just let somebody go um, to have the roster space. Um, a, an assumption it's Javante Green. Uh, it looks like they're going to leak into the tax a little bit here, um, which is interesting as well because they desperately wanted to avoid that. So it is they're surprising. Not. I refuse huh? to believe that. I refuse to believe that. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, you could cut it. You can't make any deals at this point, though. So, could you cut a few guys and get under? I don't know. That's kind of weird that they left that hanging there like that. So, get ready for repeater tax next year, I guess. I don't, that was confusing. Is Was this about not wanting to trade anybody? It's so weird that they didn't trade anyone in the magic for this. Close, Bobby, they were so close on so many deals. <laughs> well, that's the thing is you don't know the motivation. You don't know if ultimately – you know, it's going to come down to one of two things. Either they don't have anything anybody wants, and that includes Tom. That includes. Oh, you know what? I, I missed this. The Magic got a $17 million TP. So, yeah, there'll be no one going to the Magic. Right. Yeah. So, you're right. They have to cut someone, I guess. Who's it going to be? Right. Teague? Bye, Teague, finally. <laughs> There's a few options. There's a few options. But I'd rather keep green than Teague, right? But when you're saying why did that stuff happen, I think, Bobby, at this point, it's it's one of two things. They overvalued assets, which I don't believe was necessarily the case. I, I think ultimately every single swing that they might have taken, the other teams just didn't want it, um, and that was it. Um, as we said, the biggest fear here was that the Celtics had very few chips, and all they were going to be able to do was trade the TPE to someone for something they didn't want anymore. And that's what they did. And we said that early in the year. Um, And it wasn't a matter, I don't think, of Danny trying. I think ultimately they've got first-round picks that people don't necessarily covet in the 20s and really no young players of value beyond Rob at this point. So I I, I guess in the next days we'll see like, oh, this was on the table. They turned this down. And people Mm -hmm. will want to do it. And, and mention it, but I, I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. All right. We got one right after the buzzer here. Bulls Celtics talking Mo Wagner, Daniel Tice swap. There, there it is. Yep. I was just about to ask you if you were surprised that Tice wasn't wasn't traded today because of the That fact was my that big one. You don't want to waste assets. And Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Wagner, yeah. Believable. Okay. Okay. Let's see if they can get that one in before the buzzer here. No Oladipo traded today? That's kind of. I mean, what is this? This is just money? Uh, it has so, to be. What, what's Wagner's deal? 
I mean, he's still on a. Is he on a? Oh, that's deal? right. Yeah, Wagner would be like two or three, right? And then Tice is five. This is just Plus, straight money. This is just bookkeeping. This doesn't make you better. But th- this is what I said, though. It's like I refuse to believe they're going to, you know, I, I, I'm not worried about them taking on a tax for a guy like Fournier. Well, this, this, I mean, it's okay. This makes you presumably worse um, today. This is a straight bookkeeping maneuver, at least at first glance, unless you see it any differently, Bobby. 23 years old, former first round pick, pick 25. Was that, is that the uh, Rob Williams year? This is his third year in the league, I believe. Yeah, so that's Rob Williams. So I guess what you could. A couple picks before Rob. He's six eleven, so he had a little bit of size. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's more of a big. Um, it's not. This is not a shooter by any means. Um, Losing so, Tice would be tough, wouldn't it? Well, that's what I mean. Is so no, it's going to unleash Rob. It unleashes Rob. So for for those of us who want to see it, great. At, yeah, at the very might. least, now I want to see it. You now you see Rob Williams start for the rest of the year. Uh, miraculously his hip will no longer be an issue mm-hmm. um, and we'll finally unleash the full power of Rob Williams, which I support. That being said, Tice is a more valuable piece than Wagner. Uh, uh, I'm going to miss team. Tice. So this team, this team takes half a step back. Yeah. I'm so gonna again, miss Tice. Once again, you're giving away pieces just for bookkeeping because everything is messed up with this team. Um, hey. Did I miss, did I miss something? He's, so what Wagner 2.8, you split that down the middle, it's like 2.5 in savings. You cut Green or Teague, and you're under that tax. So who did the so, Bulls trade to acquire him? They traded very little, two guys I've never heard of for Wagner and um He's fine. Brown. Look, he's still young. I don't think he's um uh, how much is left on his deal? He's free agent after this year. Free free? Or is it would be uh, oh, he's a, option, he's a Rob, right? He's the Rob deal. He's in the same year as Rob. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got the so uh, he's, team option, which has probably year. already been picked up. Right. He's not making – yeah, exactly. Let me I'm check that. Pulling up, pulling the, Wizards, the Wizards could have declined that already, and he could they, be a they free agent. They declined it. The, yeah. the Bulls, you mean. The Bulls. Well, no, they just got him from the Wizards today. Yeah, the Wizards. Oh, sorry. The Wizards. Yeah. yeah, the Wizards declined it, so it's he's a free declined. agent this year. Books. He's a free agent. He's a, de- a complete free agent. This is—I I know people are saying he's got some potential. This is sure you can re-sign him if you want, but this looks like it's straight bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. That's so. Yeah, he's yeah, making two point two point one million this year. It's not just bookkeeping, but the odds of him reaching Tice's production level this year seem pretty low. Tice was just such a perfect fit for this team, this system. The most reliable big. This is a backward no, step. It is for sure, absolutely. Yeah, you don't, just don't hope Thompson. It. You just hope Thompson starts performing, and he's don't really gonna have to now. This was hey, the diff- tomorrow night, guys. You're gonna see 30, 35 minutes of Rob. He might start. <laughs> he has to start. Honestly, it's about damn time. If they start think, Grant tomorrow, no joke, I'm never doing another post-game show. Was this I'm the riding. Oakland A's move? Yeah, slides Robin in the starting lineup. Could have been a little of that too. <sighs> this what are you guys uh, gonna do? What are you guys gonna do if Mo Wagner comes in and starts over? <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> you guys will get the fire getting the fire Stevens line. <laughs> How's this for a little little trade? Uh, Celtics fans will will recognize the Hornets are acquiring Golden State's Brad Wanamaker. So, oh, he did not perform well for Golden State. Little re, no. little uh, reunion in Charlotte. They're they're slowly taking uh, everyone on the Celtics. Uh, I hope that deal is probably going to go through, right? That's that's our cap question solved. But man, does that it's a money, tough goodbye does that, for does that deal work straight up? This yeah. is a deflating end to this show. One more viewer and we hit sixteen hundred. We haven't hit it yet. Come on. No, isn't this kind of, we were thinking about, man, that's such an unceremonious ending for Smart here. And I'm not going to pretend Tice's jersey was going up the ra- rafters, but he was a really good center for this team him, for a few years. The way you talked about him at times, it, made, it did make it seem like it was going up there. This is odd. You, we, you talk about like assets and like different moves consolidating on each other to hurt more down the line. They're giving up Tice for nothing here. That's tough, and he's gonna really help the Bulls. Again, when uh, I mean, you know what, Bobby? This is I actually. I told you so. Yeah, again, this Bobby. is a. Li- I was just gonna say it's a little lesson for you, Bobby. But I mean, come on! This is the whole Tice has value. He was literally given away for nothing. Bobby would sit here on the show and look fans in the eyes and say, "Tice is a top ten center, and he's gonna get eighteen to twenty million next year on the free agent market." <laughs> he was just traded in a salary dump for Mo freaking for nothing, Bobner. given away for nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. And Bob was ready to crown him and send him up to the rafters. Truly hate to see it. We'll all miss him. We all Mr. will. Mr. Oladipo to Miami. Really? There you go. Here we go. Probably when for you, a second round after pick. Three, after 3 o'clock, everything starts to happen here. No, Mr. the... Uh, so, so that means the, they... Okay, so they were like, all right, you're not going to bite on Lowry? Then we'll just go get Oladipo. Yeah. Like, is Lowry staying put? Nothing yet. I mean, there's only one team left now, right? It's just the Lakers. I bet you that's. I, th- I bet you that's the next one we hear. I think Adam Silver is going to have to sit on this and say, "We got to let these teams go another thirty minutes to get what we want no, done I here." No, I mean this is how it works. You call <laughs> yeah. it in. It's already know. happening. <laughs> a lot of this stuff. It's like know. sending in a paper, right? If you get in at twelve fifteen, they might give you, you some money away. As long as you you you, you get. I want to know what Miami's giving up. Let's we'll find out, I guess, in a minute. But they have to match his money, which is Olenek probably and Olenek. Kendrick Nunn and like maybe like one more minimum guy gets that done. Houston's not getting anyone for Oladipo in the end here. There's no chance. So Miami, right off the bat, now I mean, you, you know, the Celtics, Celtics, and Celtics fans may have thought they they improved a bit today, but. Now look at Miami. They just they bring on a guy like Oladipo. They're already arguably better than you to begin with. And the whole thing about, you know, Bob, what you said, oh, well, Fournier might be the difference between the eighth seed and the fourth seed. Well, what does that do for Miami now? Oladipo makes them much better than they were an hour ago and better than the if, Celtics. If Oladipo was just mailing in in Houston and he decides to turn it up now, if he's truly the player he was in Houston, he's going to be useless for them. Because he useless. was really bad he there. No, he's not useless. First, give me a break with that. That is this Homer is talk. Guy, this is a guy you have to account for on the court, and when no, he, you have to. Yeah, he's, he's probably gonna turn team, up a little bit. When he's a guy who's not the only guy on that team, he's a huge addition for them. Are you kidding me? 
that, yeah. that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal. He doesn't have to be the uh, A plus alpha alpha. He's another threat and outlet and guy you have to absolutely worry about and defend. And I mean, I know he's having a not a great year from an efficiency standpoint, but I think right. when the expectations are lowered um, and he doesn't have to be the guy, I think he's going to be good. Um, Raptors are keeping Lowry per Woj. Wow. That's Bobby, he had his whole Bobby goodbye last night. Exhale, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. The prime minister of, of uh, Canada over here, Bobby, uh, your, your, you know, your, your, your Raptor fan friends should probably be, they're probably happy, right? I would imagine. I wouldn't be thrilled. You want, you want to get some from Lowry. Everybody loves Lowry in Toronto, though. I mean, uh, that's true. Maybe they can keep him now. Maybe he'll sign a new deal there. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, so the Heat probably are a little bummed about that. They probably really wanted him, and Oladipo was their fallback option. And I'll keep saying it. I'll be stunned if Oladipo really changes the tide of things here. When he's been a second, third option in the past, it hasn't been as effective. I know he's transformed his body and his game since those days in Orlando and Oklahoma City, but he was the guy in Indiana, ball in his hands all the time, doing everything for them. I almost look at it as the opposite from John, like with less responsibility and ability to make plays on the ball there, unless Jimmy Butler just totally seeds it to him, which is possible. 42, wow. There's a ton of people in here right now. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah. We're... <laughs> what was that, Bob? I was going to say, unless Jimmy Butler totally seeds this thing to Oladipo and lets him be that guy, I think no, he's going to have a tough gonna transition no, here. Why is oh, everything no. getting extreme with you? Yeah. Wh- why, why are you – Why like... can't they both play? What does he have to seed to him? Did anyone seed anything to Harden? Jimmy Butler's a classic take everybody else do what you need to do sort of thing, and I'm here when you need me guy. He's already – He already already seeds. He's already a give the game what it needs sort of guy. He doesn't have to worry about anything here. That's not – I mean, that's – he's totally fired. is is, – listen, another – listen. He's had his injuries. He's had, you know, he's having an off year. Bobby hates Oladipo for whatever reason. So you can't take everything he says as, you know. I don't hate him. I'm just being real degree. about no, what you, he's done this year. You literally hate him. You literally said, like, I hate this guy. I, I hope he has failures the rest of his life. That's what you said. I um, mean, if we're being realistic, he hasn't had a good year since 2018. He blew out his knee, too. Let's not forget. And I think he's I, on that his counts. Way back. On his way back, he's a two-way guard. He can play, you know, he when he is engaged. And I st- and I think, listen, you get traded to a contender, that does something to you. You get traded to Houston, Bobby, and see yeah. how you feel. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, you get traded let, to Houston. Let me, ask, play. let me ask you guys this question. So leading up to the deadline right now, there's been a lot of emotional Celtics fans that really wanted lots of things to happen. And along the way, there's a lot of people out there who've said some things that they probably wish they could take back about some players that they now have to live with on this team right now. So um, if you're a Celtics fan and you know that there's a great, um, if you're a Celtics player and you know, there's a lot of people out there who really were hoping they would get rid of either smart or get rid of Kemba or get rid of Tristan. And every one of these guys is returning to the team. What's that do to the overall psyche? Like, you know, you were dangled, you know, the Celtics tried to get rid of you. You know that nobody wanted you and you know that you're still here, despite the fact that a lot of fans didn't want you here either. And I know this is life of a team in the NBA trade deadline, but here it's not a normal thing because here normally the Celtics are talking about improving. And in this case, a lot of people are like, get these guys out of here. So here we are right now and we're moving on with Kemba, Smart, 
Tristan. And again, different people feel different ways about these people, but you know, is there a person alive or, I mean, my entire, this entire timeline is filled with get rid of Kemba, get rid of Tristan. And sorry guys, they're here, which means nobody wanted them. <laughs> that's, and that's it, which means the Celtics have to live with them. Mm-hmm. I'll go. Yeah. I mean, listen, there is some of that. I, I don't know if, again, I, I, Smart's an exception. Smart was a polarizing guy, but the other guys, everyone was like, get him out of here. Right. Right. And I think, listen, Danny, Danny always does his due diligence, whether or not he asked too much for this, these guys is one thing, but it's very easy to be down on this team right now. Um, you know, they've given us every reason to be the way it ended last season has carried right on over to this season. And I honestly think there just wasn't enough. It just feels like one long season and there just wasn't enough break between the way it ended in the bubble against Miami to the way this thing started. And I wonder if things kind of carried over for some of the players into this season. I mean, they didn't really have an off season. They didn't really get much time away and there may have been some, you know, frustrations carried over to this year that were, that we've watched, you know, from the start. Um, and, you know, they definitely have flaws and trading Daniel Tice and bringing on Evan Fournier isn't going to change the bones of whatever the issues are with this team. Clearly, Daniel Tice was not an issue. Like, like we talked about, he was, you know, a numbers. This was a, that was a business numbers move right there. Um, bringing in Fournier is a, a good move because it does make them better and it gives Danny Ainge another guy to consider in the offseason and, and whatever. Um, but if you have a and, – and maybe it's not as bad as we think or that we've been told. Maybe, you know, if, if it truly was – a horrific locker room and everyone was at odds. Danny Ainge, I think would, would work to maybe have gotten rid of, you know, somebody that had more of a say in things like, like a smart or Thompson or whatever. Um, maybe those moves are still to come, but they didn't, you know, they didn't get it done this, this deadline. And like we've been saying, it's not often that those types of moves happen. It's just not the time where you make a rash decision. That's going to completely alter um, you know, your franchise or the, or the path that you're on, if you're still looking to be a contender in years to come and you're not going into sell mode, you don't go crazy at the deadline. So they made a couple of moves and, you know, this is your team going forward, at least throughout the rest of the season. Ultimately, I would be stunned if they, you know, I'd be surprised if they made it to the Eastern conference finals, very surprised. Um, um and it would yeah. go from there. Yeah. I don't think they could have done anything today. To, to get out of that. I don't think there's anything they could have done today to make them an Eastern Conference um, yeah. contender. I don't think so either. I'm, I'm if, with you. If we're kicking around the possibility of keeping an expiring Tice, adding Vucevic to that equation, and keeping Thompson, I know Vucevic would have been a massive upgrade, but it would have been awkward. Tice probably leaves. Thompson's just floating around there, and then you don't have any front corner of the future unless well, you really think done. Vucevic is it's the done. guy of the future. Daniel Tice Tice is done. Yeah. So this is buying into Rob too, essentially. As we say, Rob is now the starting center on this team. There's no way around that. And he's going to play a substantial amount of minutes. They're going to ride his rise into the playoffs. And they get a rotation guy in Wagner out of it. Save some money. Tice is so tough to swallow. But like you said, it's taking that blanket away from uh, Brad, as Sherrod said. He can't lean on Tice anymore. You gotta go all in on Rob here for the rest of the way. And if you sink, you sink. And if you swim, you swim. The binky is out. The pacifier is officially out of the mouth, and we are riding and riding and dying with Time Lord for the rest of the season, which I am completely fine with. As I've said, 
if you're looking to truly make a big, big splash and keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Rob is your last – really, I wouldn't say your last chance. He's your only real asset that you have to do that. John, would you agree? I mean, if he continues to – you know, if it continues on this trajectory, I don't think here. he's an asset anymore. I think he is a building block at this point, and I think but he's still an at, He still has to be considered an asset if a superstar player becomes available. At least, sure. maybe they'll pick up the phone now. Before sure, but now you now there. you're in an addition by now you are in. Um, before, look at it this way: when you had a Daniel Tice, you could say I can live with Tice as my center because they did last year and they reached the conference finals. Okay. And you can live with Tice as your center if you're strong everywhere else. So right now, because you're not strong everywhere else, now you can't, you don't have that fallback anymore. So if you trade Tice is gone. And if you trade Williams, now you have nothing in the middle and then you're going to be a team that's searching for that presence. So yes, while you could theoretically fold Rob into a deal for somebody else, it was easier before to have done something like that because Tice was such a great fallback option. He was a super cheap starting caliber center that fit the makeup of this team with the won't be, lineup the way it won't was. He won't be super cheap anymore. And you don't have that anymore. So um, His value was, was listen, he was, a, he was a good, fine, sturdy player. The value of him was his deal, which he will not – you're not going to get that contract next season. So – they got out of it and they got a guy like I don't think it was gonna be that much more. Like I said, I, I surmised it was gonna be two and twelve. There's not a lot of cash given around it's next year. It's going to be more than two and twelve. No way. Yeah, he's getting nine so he's a year at least. Only six million a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't like think I he's going to get eighteen, but I don't think he's going to get six. Look, the, look, the Baines. I know Baines has been awful this year, but I the Baines deal was about six or seven per. I think that's what Tice is. He's in better than Baines. And again, he's he better games, depending on who you are and depending on what team. On the Celtics, when they had no true four, no true power forwards either, Tice had a huge value because he was he 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 was one of their better bigs. When you're stacking him up against other players, you're stacking him up against all fours and fives in the league, and you're telling me he's worth eighteen. To, like I said, Serge Ibaka got ten, got got the mid level. I think Tice comes in below that, especially in a year where there's not a lot of cash to be given around. I think he's a cheap and would have been a cheap resign. Um, of course he's better than Baines. What I'm saying is that's the money that a player like him is going to command because he's kind of a niche guy. I think Chicago could keep him for 10 a year or so, 12 a year. You know, yeah. you ultimately have to give a guy a little bump raise to keep him, and they will probably yeah. come to a fair price there. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the two open and, market. Two and 12 or 2 and 14 is what he's going to get. There's a report that, yeah. the, that the Hornets want him too. The, they want Tice? Yeah, there'll be teams out there that'll give him a real offer. So all a good sudden, team. No question about it. Here we yeah. go. Oladipo to Miami for two names that you know well. Avery Bradley and Kelly. And Kelly. Yep. Yeah. So, there you go. Celtics could have had, had him if they just held on to their guys. <laughs> yeah. No, they would have had a trade Kemba or Smart or whoever else, and that just wasn't worth it. No one wanted Oladipo. What does that tell you guys? The Heat were able to get him for absolutely nothing. We knew that was happening. We knew he was going for not for 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 just salary matching. I mean, and there's a like, reason. There's a reason that happened. He's not swinging the there's balance. There's a reason Kemba Walker's still a Celtic, also. Well, yeah. they could take nothing for him too, which you seem to they think could is not a have. Idea. I don't think I don't think you could have given Kemba away for nothing. You don't think the Clippers would have given you Beverly and Morris and whoever. I nope. think the Clippers would have taken him for nothing. I, I don't Other think teams could have, as well. 
I don't think you could have given away for nothing. But the Clippers are either Rondo or Walker. It's not Rondo or Walker. It's $37 million versus $8 million. Yeah. It's not even close. Nobody's yeah, but you taking... get a much better player in Walker. No, not for 30s. Not a, not a six times better player that chokes you and, and doesn't allow you to do anything else for the next three years. I mean, two years. Yeah, but they're not doing much else anyway. I mean, there were situations, teams that would have made sense from that end. It's just the Celtics would have gotten nothing back which probably isn't still what they want to do. You can still get 25, 30 points on any given night from Walker, as they did last night. Yeah. Man. You're, you're happy with Kemba, right, Jimmy? Um, I'm happy with Kemba. I do recognize his flaws, and I recognize the risk associated with keeping him, um, not knowing where he's going to go health-wise with the knee. But I, I, I've already apologized for, you know, thinking that he would never be close to what we've seen him be. And he does have moments where he isn't, but I've seen enough where I'm not like concerned about his health right now. I just think that there's a fit issue going on and I don't necessarily blame Kemba Walker. I blame guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for just being impossible to like, they're just not adapting to guys around them. I think how many guys have come and gone in this span stars generally like to play with young guys and, and it's just not the case uh, yeah, it's, right now. It's just, the, it's just the money guys. I, I think the Celtics, if they could have found a taker for Kemba would have get uh, found a taker for Kemba. I think, yeah, I think they for sure. Would have That's to. what I mean is I think they would, if they could have given him away in an Oladipo type deal, they would have. Um, so it looks like the heat could be adding Aldrich as well, which has been floating around for yeah. a few weeks. Uh, yeah, so, the, the heat are seen as a contender. The Celtics aren't. They're going to so, get the buyout, guys. The Celtics won't, and that'll be the end. Yeah, and look, guys, at the end of the day, anybody who gets to go pick where they get to play and money doesn't even matter, they're going to they're going to one of two places, into New York, to a New York team or to a or Los Angeles team. I mean, that's just it. So it's Brooklyn and the two LAs are going to – and Miami. Those are the four Those are the four teams that are getting everything right now. Um, so Miami sounds nice. I'm interested Boston. to dive in the Wagner. I don't know a ton about him. Wagner, I guess that's it. Uh he, he'll be in the rotation. He's not going to start over Rob, but he's going to be important. He's going to have to play something close to Tice's level. Dumping Tice as a money dump. I know you think it's whatever, John, but Tice was a really reliable three. The Celtics got worse. Yeah. They, they, the Celtics got worse in the last 10 minutes, Bobby. There's no question about it. Uh, so Mark Murphy thinks Jeff Teague and Jeff Green are headed out as well in this Daniel Tice deal. So roster Javante spots will be opening. Green. Yeah. We don't talk about Jeff Green anymore. With Jeff Teague, I think that combined in Jeff Teague and Javante Green. So three yeah, we players going on. We don't out. talk about Jeff. We don't mention that. We'll bleep that out. The up. Jeff Teague experience is over. And John, it's time to apologize. That wait, is that, wait, Teague is that? Wait, so I wasn't even listening to you. You said Teague's team got traded? Yeah, he's heading up. Right. Oh, Javante Green. Oh, wow. So two roster spots. Can we get a quick moment of silence? Jeff Teague. That tells started doing stuff. Couldn't even get a moment. Couldn't even get a moment. That tells you Celtics are gonna take a look at some buyout guys now. At least one. They're getting under that. They're under that tax. Like when you go to the zoo, you know, and you look at you look at stuff. (laughs) You can't touch it. You can't have it. You can't take it home with you. Like they're not gonna get anything. They're they're yeah exactly. They're. I uh, missed Jeff Teague already. Now I'm now now I'm really upset. Today today just got significantly worse than it was. Because of losing Jeff Teague. Javante Green, 
I think he was like probably going to be cut if he wasn't traded. So um, I don't really. So that answers my question. That. I didn't think the Wagner or Wagner Tice swap got you under the tax. T Green and Tice gets you under. I, I just saw Bernie Doni float that they're under now, but this deal gets you under a hundred percent over three million. Uh, but what do you do? You just carry two runs. Thomas is what you do. Hey, I got a little bit more TPE talk from B Rob. Celtics will likely create a new TPE with Daniel Tice. They yeah, will good be using that one. A little teeny one. A little. They'll be able to take one. Mo Wagner or Wagner or whatever into one of their smaller TPEs and create a new one worth five million dollars. I'm going to call him Kurt Wagner. Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Okay, just none Kurt. of you guys will get it. You have to be a you have to be a somewhat of a nerd to get it and. I am. Yeah, so, I'm not. So, I'm like a big jock. So that's okay. I don't get that stupid nerd stuff. The Star Wars doesn't Star Wars joke. Yeah, close like, enough. Yeah. So what do you do? Two empty roster spots. You just carry that forever. I guess they don't need guys. It hey, baby. Could be Thomas. Ooh, ooh, Could be. Ooh, let's start. Thank that. you. Somebody's let's got it. The walrus. That. Somebody's what? Oh, the walrus. What? Somebody got my Kurt Wagner. There we go. Let's start an Isaiah Thomas to Boston rumor. There aren't enough of those, so we should start another one. Yep. All right. Good day. I'm happy with today. Are you? The Tice one's tough to swallow, but I think it makes sense. And you know what? I'm with you guys. If that's how you want to do this Rob thing, have at it. I would have rather dumped Thompson Bobby, than Tice. It's not but... how I wanted to do Rob. I wanted Rob and Tice and Tristan to go out. That's what I wanted. Um it didn't happen that way. Right. right. All three? No, I wanted Tice to remain, and I wanted Tyson Rob to be the two bigs. Oh, yeah. And, and but Tice would have been starting over Rob. And dump, It doesn't matter. As long as you're only playing those two, yeah. that's, what you, that's what you want. Tristan mucks it up by eating into those minutes and causing a, you know, a rotation. And I would always rather – I'm almost always rather Tice or, or Rob be in the game than Tristan. Um, so – that's that's mainly it. It was a it was a redundancy and something that I don't think made them better in any real way. It's nice to have a big kind of big body in there when you need it, but Thompson was getting beat up, you know, by bigger, more physical centers anyway. So it wasn't making a he wasn't making an impact. So here's the question: When the Celtics play the Bulls again, <laughs> are Celtics fans going to say Tice is getting screwed by the calls? <laughs> So I, I I have not been on Celtics Twitter yet, but I am I I'm guessing, like like if losing smart would be like a ten on the you know kind of like emotional meter of like you know how Celtics fans feel about their irrationally love their players. Tice is what like a six, like the Tice love among what? Celtics fans. Who's a one? Huh? Jeff Who? Teague. Thompson and Thompson and Teague are ones. Teague is not a one for me. You, what I'm saying is people love Tice. Love, love, love Tice. Irrationally, yeah. I'm saying, that's what I said, on the irrational love scale. Right, right. Thompson, yeah, you know, six is fair. Six 11, is fair. Tice is like a seven. So let's yeah, let's, seven. Re, let's really, look, eight. Yeah. Let's eight? really well, look back on what Tice did. Romeo's a nine for you. If they traded Romeo today, I think you'd be there'd be a puddle of tears on the floor. I'm the Romeo era is yet is just about to begin. That's why that's they're that's point, why they're John. creating roster spots here because they know they're going to get Romeo back. Just do it. <laughs> Don't worry about this year. Second unit, smart. Romeo, Neesmith, 
Let her fly. Just go. Just play Pritchard, Pritchard, Smart, Romeo, Neesmith, and and I guess at this point, Tristan. Fine. Oh, thank the Lord Teague's gone. I don't think I emphasize that enough. Like, finally, we don't have to deal with the – Pritchard's going to be playing over Teague now, thankfully. I, we we kicked around this little sadly, thing for a Teague week. Was, sadly, Teague was giving you oh, something. No, we, no. We kicked around that. Oh, getting, yeah, to the basket, good... getting to the free throw line, something nobody on this team does. Yeah, te- All right, great. So funnel him 20 minutes of ball time to get the best of that. Somebody there was no way. Teague was Semi's playing going the right out way. in the deal too? Is that right? What? Is Semi going out in that deal too? Wouldn't no, be surprising. I didn't, I didn't see that. But Wait, uh, I, I you listening to the commenters again? I've seen a couple people throwing out semi. One of them is my guy Julian here, and I, he's not—he's not a—he's not a, he's not a no. sensationalist here. I don't see that. I, I see green and I okay. see green. Yeah, you might have mixed green and Ojale up. No, he's saying green and Ojale. I And again, I—I—I'm not sure. Well, no, I don't know. Aldridge is finalizing a contract buyout. I'm seeing that right now. Yep, Aldridge Drummond. I guess Aldridge wouldn't be shocking. What? What wouldn't be shocking? Uh, as a Celtic buyout candidate, because again, all of these, all of these top teams, they can only buy out so many different guys. If you're looking at Otto Porter, you're looking at Drummond, you're going to look at Aldridge. I mean, how many buyouts per team are you getting? One or two? You know, like there's a shot if there's six, seven, eight guys out there that they could land somebody. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Aldrich is in play. But not just a winner. A guy needs to – the other thing I should say, I'll amend what I said earlier. Teams want to ride the bus, you know, and jump onto the jump onto a bandwagon and get a title. But there's other guys playing for that next contract that need to go to a situation where they can be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, you know, that, that that that's part of the equation too. If you can go and show that you're worth something, um, you know, maybe that's it. But we'll see. We'll see. Anything else we're seeing here, guys, before we shut it down? No. no, I, the, no the guy that's been kicked around for weeks and weeks, though, is Drummond. And they they can't escape that name. Multiple people keep saying the Celtics have wanted him. It feels like he's heading to L.A., but now the space isn't there in L.A. for him. There possibly could have been with the Larry deal. Uh, Miami, the Nets, I guess the Nets are still possible. But Celtics could theoretically start him right now with Tice out the door. Uh, Thompson's still in the fold. That will be a tough one to get around at this point, but I'll be watching that one. And then if not, you're right, John, Otto Porter would be the guy you look to next. Another wing, a guy who would help quite a bit. You, Keith, you... Uh, Keith just tweeted Celtics with an will hit the buyout market with an eye on the two guys I just mentioned, Aldridge and Porter. So, again, we'll see what that means but and what eye on it means. It really doesn't matter who the Celtics have an eye on. It matters whether or not they want to come here. But those are both names to watch to watch for here. Yeah, so, if you had if you had Porter, Fournier, and Wagner, that's a real good midseason net upgrade, I think. I guess oh T- boy, according Bobby, to Jared, you're trying really hard, huh? Yeah. According to uh, Jared Weiss, Teague is actually was actually part of the Fournier trade, um, and he's been told he doesn't have to report to the Magic and will be waived. So. <laughs> Thanks for your services in the NBA, Jeff Teague. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it goes to uh, 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 Gordon Hayward for Gordon Hayward, Jeff Teague, Javante Green, Daniel Tice, two second round picks for Tristan Thompson, Evan Fournier, Mo Wagner, and that's it. Right? That's what we got. 
Guess so. That's the deal. That's, That's your dead. That is right in line with the with the deadline. That's a deadline deal right there. Just stamp deadline deal right on that trade. Still, I'm still getting sent stuff here. Let's see what this says before we wrap it. Magic, the Magic will receive. Okay, yep. Magic received Teague and two second round picks from the Celtics. Okay, yep. As, as you just mentioned there, yep. Yep, exactly. They had to give. They had to actually give second round picks to, to get rid of Teague. With it, Teague will be straight weed. Additional second rounders? No, there were no, second no. rounders going there to begin with. Right, but also Teague. Okay, well, this is pretty sad if you think about where they were in the offseason to now. Uh, yeah, but it's better than Ojale, Grant, what we've been going through. I was going to lose my mind on the air here today if we were destined to watch that into the playoffs and the rest of the season, double big. They have a more normal team. Well, Bobby, they have better not, talent. Bobby, is it not very clear that um, a lot of this, again, was about bookkeeping um, as much as it was uh, – improvement at this point so um you know no fournier was the improvement i was happy with that move and then you got to do what you got to do on the other end of that now we just get to see where rob brings this team does he elevate them are you guys going to be vindicated defense is worse bobby uh fournier is not a great defensive player and you lose tice here too so um it's mm -hmm. but what if they... rob solidifies it We'll see. I mean, there's times where, again, you're, you know, there's, there's reasons why Tice is a better matchup against people than, uh, right. than, than Rob. So uh, we'll see all, again. Yeah. Positives I mean, here. There's, there's obvious positives. Fournier is the type of player that you needed and it cost you nothing. Absolutely. Um, moving out Tice opens up the Rob Williams era, which I think is a positive thing. Tr clearing out some of these other people like Ateague and Javante means more minutes, hopefully, for uh, for uh, developmental players. Right. And maybe it means they're not necessarily worried so much about this year. And again, I would be perfectly fine if they spend the rest of the year playing guys like, you know, the rotation with Neesmith and Romeo and these guys and see what you have in them. If the answer is you have nothing, then you have nothing. But at this point, you risk and lose nothing. I know. You, you got to find out heading because you need to find out heading into the offseason what you need right. and what you want. And if you don't give them a chance right now because you're hunting wins and trying to sneak it. Here's the thing. When it comes to tanking, tanking is an organizational thing. It's not a team thing. If you play the players that you have on your roster and you just end up losing, that's not bad and that's not tanking. Absolutely play these guys right now. And if you lose and fall into the lottery, that's not the worst thing in the world. And if you develop these guys along the way and they show you something, that's also a pretty good thing. So I'm fine with going with that at this point and seeing what these guys have and putting them in the second unit and just live with it. Um, and if this season ends up being a bust, so be it. It can't be worse than it is right now. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I, I agree with you to, to an extent. I do think that you, you don't want to be playing guys that are not even contributing to, you know, positive results or wins because then you start to get, you know, you might find some issues with Brown and Tatum and, and, and you know, Kemba to an extent where it's like, you know, what are we doing here? Play the guys that are going to help us win. We still want to win. Like, we're fighting for a playoff. We're fighting for, you know, if they are actually fighting for any sort of, pride that they have and if they are trying to fight for a playoff spot you want to play those young guys and develop them but you're still looking to win games now it seems like both are going to have to happen because they're they are you know opening up those spots so if romeo does actually exist and he is alive and he's not just somebody uh you know, on strings and we will actually see him this year then great you definitely want to play him over like a javante green or a jeff t you know same with same with neesmith same with pritchard you want to see these guys in there over 
those veterans or those guys that you don't necessarily think that they have a, like a long future with this team or they don't have much value. At the very least, you can drum up some value for some of these guys for the rest of this season. And maybe in the offseason again, you have another, you know, somewhat of, a, of an asset. Maybe not a major one, but maybe Neesmith or maybe Romeo are worth a little bit more to a team than they are now, which is basically zero. Uh, a Again, lot of people I'm, on the timeline here are really loving Wagner here, Bobby. So, uh, yeah, and I'm, right? From what so, I hear. And so you got to consider, too, who knows what he actually brings to the table skill wise here, but it's sick going from 6'8 Tice, 6'9 Tice to 6'11, real seven foot power center there in the backcourt. So he doesn't play uh, huge, um, and he, you know, he was a guy who actually shot it and shot it, uh, you know, before getting to the NBA. But his per his percentages um, have not been great. So, um, yeah, there's um, a Mark chance Murphy. he just fades here. Mark Murphy source says backup big Luke Cornett or Cornett is also coming from Chicago as part of three team deal. So another backup big coming in that in that great. Deal. Never great. heard of him. I don't know if that's a dude that he might just be getting cut. I have no idea. But that's yeah. just what Murphy just just tweeted. So. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We, we've gone a bit. We're, we're 90 minutes here. And I think at this point, I, I'm confident. Um, you know, we, we said it at three. The Celtics were done making their moves. But there was possibly some um, bookkeeping to come out. We're seeing the extent of that now, which looks like Tice is gone. Uh, Javante is gone. Teague is gone. Um uh, Wagner is here. So wow, Luke Cornett seven two. Like. Huh? Luke Cornett seven two. Yep. Cool. Wow. Okay. Hey, I wanna I wanna read this tweet that I got. In summary, Rockets trade James Harden. Rockets get Avery Bradley, Kelly Olinick, Dante Exum. I don't even know how to Radi Radiance. Kuruks. Yeah. Yeah, Kurix, late first round pick and swaps. That's Ooh, a tough. That's Cornette a tough, went to Vanderbilt, buddy for Neesmith. That's a tough haul for uh, who? For oh Adam yeah, Harden. people they are mad bond, at me about Neesmith. Can I? Can why can't I talk about a guy we drafted 14th and see whether or not he could play? What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. We're come on. I'd rather talk about Neesmith than Romeo until let's we see actually if the guy can Romeo. play. Let's see if they can play. If they and if they can't, fine. Yeah, agree. Move Blue on. Cornets, another. Who do you want to see more? Who would you rather see at this point? You guys want to see more semi? Have it. You guys can have it. <laughs> no, yeah. the Celtics are indisputably <laughs> a better team here. here. John, I th I John's, think people... posting, John's posting comments onto the screen so that he can get mad and then get upset. No, I think people get. We, we came oh, in. No, state... if people call me out on stuff. I don't mind posting it. I'm not trying to hide the comments. People are yelling at me about it. Fine. Done. We, we came well, no, into this. How we many came into this show. All we the chances. Okay? We came into the show satisfied with the Fournier move, <laughs> and just because Tice got outwitted and this and that, all of a sudden that sours the day all that much. It's still the same thing. They're a better team. They're deeper. They have more concrete rotations, and they've dumped some of the just unproductive minutes that Stevens has continued to hang on here. People should be thrilled about this day. And I don't think people they, should oh, be thrilled. Pump the brakes a tad. Not thrilled, but it was fine. And it this was, is exactly was, what you guys wanted. What I'm saying is, I understand, uh, Bobby. I see it two ways. Okay, I I think I think it's not a bad day for the Celtics because I think this was reasonably what you were, what they were going to do, which was, and I think Fournier 
is the best player you could have possibly gotten while giving away next to nothing. And they did it. Because again, the TPE is nothing. So you gave away nothing. And that's fine. You got a very capable player who's going to help this team now. And then beyond that, I don't know that you got anything else. The rest was just maneuvering, okay? I'm not going to mm -hmm. say anything that happened in the last 20, 30 minutes here after that deadline passed makes them better per se, okay? But right. they're better now. There's some flexibility to do some things in the offseason, theoretically. You still have Smart and $11 million worth of a TPE if you want to do something there. I don't know. I mean, Smart, now you have to figure out what you're going to do. He's got with his contract coming up. Um, I, you've, you've got the kids to develop. Maybe they turn into assets. I don't know. But I, I don't know how you say it's a slam dunk good day, Bobby. At the end of the day, the, the net haul here is, for, is, uh, is Fournier, um, which is fine. Um, I think makes them better today. But we don't know much about what this team's going to look like after this season because there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks. I think a lot of people were hoping the Gordon thing, Bobby, was going to make you have something that you knew you could count on for a couple of years, and that would help you give time to reset and decide where you were going to go from there. They don't have that. They're very much changing on the fly, and they enter the offseason not knowing what they're going to be doing, right? Like, you don't know anything here. You have no certainties. You don't know what you do with Smart. You don't know what you do with Fournier. Um, they're going in. They could theoretically lose everybody. <laughs> so uh, it's really hard to judge this right now. Yeah, there was a cost to doing nothing, though, and that possibly could have been a significant portion or all of the TPE. So you lose nothing here. Again, but what you do lose is what Jimmy was saying prior to this, Bobby, uh, all, all year long was – you made this deal now, and it makes you better now, but if Fournier walks and you gave away the TPE, you've now lost that leverage as well to be able to make a trade in the offseason. So if there are trades available and what's standing in the way is money and you gave it away on Fournier, who you're not going to re-sign, we're going to look back on this and say, why didn't they do nothing? So it's, it's, it is well, always available. It's, if we, we don't know. It's just it's really hard to gauge this pressure to do something now you could, it's the same thing. They use the they use the TP they use the mid level on Tristan, and that's the reason they're hard capped, which limited their flexibility to make trades now. So you got to be careful about reacting to something right here because that's there's true. still there's a lot that is going to happen. And if you end up in the offseason, you're like, we can't make this move because we don't have any flexibility because we're hard capped and we can't sign and trade. That people will be looking ultimately, back. Why didn't they save the full twenty eight million? You know? Ultimately, the only moves that would be made down the line or made now would involve Jalen Brown or Robert Williams. So that's still all on the table. And Rob could potentially become more valuable in the wake of these moves. So you put yourself in a better position there. And as you say, who knows if Rob Vucevic was even a guarantee? I, like, like Orlando could have had deep reservations about him, concerns, and that wouldn't have got them anywhere. No, but we're just saying if... You know, time that's the tell. only deal that was on the table today. That's but the only thing that is worth it. That's the point is maybe it, they will find out if they would have been better off making no deals. If they did nothing, this season would have cratered in a way you would not Who have cares? believed. It might still. The hell it do we might know? still. That's the thing is <laughs> the, then you lose your coach, you lose year, your core players, possibly. Improving this year was not so. important. What's important is that you set yourself up to be able to do more things down the road. Okay. I That's don't know. The last two weeks were spent saying, is this, the, can Brown and Tatum even get it done or should they move on from them? And when you get to that That's point, still a question. Nothing. I don't changed. think that's a question at all. You, you're in that camp. I'm in the camp of, I question everything. That's the camp I'm in. And I don't put anybody on, on a pedestal or untouchable 
or all this stuff. There are plenty of issues with Tatum, Brown, Brad. You go down the line, and there is a problem with smart. You can keep talking about these guys. Nobody on this team is LeBron James, okay? Nobody is Kevin Durant, okay? So, yeah, I'm going to question everything and everybody until I'm proven otherwise. Trading for Evan Fournier today, great. You made a deal, and you're better this. You're better than you were. You're significantly better. You are, you're not you are significantly still, you're, better. You're just you are, better. You're a first-round exit still this year because there's four teams clearly better than you. Right. Now, if you have to four. And Bobby, you go on the show and say how you're, awful it is to be stuck in mediocrity. Guess what? All they've done is cemented themselves probably as a playoff team. Realistically, right. They're cemented as a playoff team, and realistically, they might lose in six in the first round instead of five. Like, it's not right. a huge difference. The The, the goal was... Well, now, you give, now you give yourself a chance, and all you lose is two picks from, like, 16 to 18. It's fine, but you could, lose the, you could lose the flexibility to abuse two, the full yeah, TPE right. for something exactly. of value in That's the offseason. That's what it is. So you or, cannot judge this until you realize what could have been available later and you don't know, which was always the risk. As far as $28 million goes, it wasn't there in the offseason. Between the hard cap, we between don't know. what was potentially going to be. I mean, throw a name out there. You almost say no to everybody. That would matter. Real, no. Cat, no. We don't uh, know. No, you know. The money we'll just didn't out. work. We yeah, don't we'll know. We'll find out this offseason who becomes available that would have fit under that TPE we, we won't and know. theoretically could have been traded. We, There's a lot of guys traded know. today we didn't think were happening. Right. So well, we I, I was I was the king of the Vucevic train. So if they if they could have made that happen, I'm obviously frustrated with that. But for some <laughs> reason or another – Chicago came through there with an offer that Orlando liked more. Again, they are unquestionably at the moment a better team simply because they acquired Fournier for nothing, and then the Tice-Wagner thing is not going to make them depreciably better. But we'll see whether or not in the long run this is a positive move for the franchise, which I think is more important than whatever it is that they've made for improvements this year. But now you're looking for guys. The other thing is this now. Now you're looking for guys to step up now, right? Like you're looking for Pritchard to step up without – we joke about Teague, but he was giving you some solid minutes and some solid, you know, solid presence out there. You need somebody to fill those minutes. Um, you know, that that's one position. You're bringing on a new player like Fournier. There's going to be a little bit of growing pains now with this team. Um, you, when you can't just stick a guy, you know, just sticking a guy in the middle of a lineup that already is off to begin with isn't just going to be a seamless transition. So, I'm, you know, it, it's it's one thing to add a good player like Fournier. It's another thing to see how they all fit together with no practice and none of that stuff going on. So, yeah, on paper. I'll say this better. too. I'll say this too. There's a chance for Tristan Thompson redemption, and he needs to get it together. No, I'm not saying like that's going to happen. He needs to make it happen based on what's happened here. Like he was out of town if they potentially could have made that happen. And it feels like no one wanted him. So out of necessity, they had to move Tyson instead. And now Thompson's going to lock in. That's exactly what happened. He has certainly lost his starting job at this point, rightfully so, because of stuff we talk about off the court, but also the on-court production. So he's going to have to come out with the second unit somehow, find a way to be a world beater, and really make yeah. an impact with that unit. Signing Thompson cost us cost cost the Celtics Tice, is what happened. And now you question whether or not just would have been better not signing him at all. And the answer yeah. is absolutely would have been better. We'll stay. We'll stay. Hopefully That's this is a wake-up call for him. The playoffs will decide that. 
It won't because it doesn't matter because this team isn't going anywhere, Bobby. So it doesn't matter if he plays well enough to give them a slight boost in the playoffs. This season is useless. So this cost you Tice. Having Tristan cost you Tice. That having was potentially what the move you. was going to be from the beginning anyway. Having, yep. having Fournier cost, You're right. just cost you Tice. It was a two-year deal and Tice was up. Yeah. Having Fournier just cost you Tice, right? I, mean, yep. I still, and you might you might say they not may not be able to go back there, but the biggest reason I supported the Thompson move as, as strongly as I did is because the lasting image of that game six, which the Celtics were in, was Tice following out early in the fourth, and they looked at Rob, and they didn't believe in him, and Grant ended up playing that game out, and he didn't have it either. So if they can somehow get back to that position, guys step up. Fournier is a huge impact and you get to a matchup where Thompson and Rob now at this point, I stepped up Rob can be a much better front court than last year. I still believe in that all collectively being an upgrade. I love Tice, but the limitations cost them last year. I keep the fact that he got them in the East finals is a substantial achievement because they had lost Horford and they had nothing left behind them. But there were real limitations with him too, that they tried to address with Thompson and hopefully well, Wagner will help out a little bit with John. Him. You hey, can always quick. resign Tice in the offseason. Go ahead. Do we have the capabilities to put up a Wagner like highlight reel and, and comment on it as we're watching it? Well, I could, I but I'd have to do it from it, sadly. Um, just the so, browser that I'm on right now. The vi- <laughs> we'll the video, work that in. The video's wonky, but I, we can do it heading into tomorrow, okay? All right, that works, yeah. The, um, Mo Wagner. I'd like to – I think Mo, Mo Wagner, might, he might have cult status possibilities here. Yeah. The problem with him is he's been on a bad Lakers team. He's been on a bad Wizards team, and he can't break through. So, well, now I he's don't on know. a bad Celtics team, so he should oh, fit yeah. right in. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I. So that, these guys tuning a- up tomorrow—that's always the big question. I feel like Fournier should be able to, which is all that really matters here. Uh, Thompson's probably still out, so you're lining up against Giannis and the Bucks tomorrow with Fournier in tow, and. Rob starting and ready to take on that Giannis responsibility and whatever else is required there. This is, I mean, you guys want to see their 35 minutes of Rob, him starting. Well, don't he, say, he has made we substantial. Want more Rob. We wanted more Rob and it sounds like we're going to get more Rob. No, but, but at least for tomorrow, no, at, at least for tomorrow, they're going to need that. Unless Grant can step in and play a little bit, which, oh, you know, he did happen. That's what's going to happen. He know? did a good job yesterday, but no, that you're getting at least 30 minutes of Rob tomorrow. And all the different things we talk about, whether it's the coverage stuff, whether it's positioning, not following, all these little things that they've been able to deal with because he's in a bench role, because his minutes have been limited, that's going to be on display in crunch time. That's going to be on display for much larger segments of games. Yeah, so it's sink or swim now. I mean, that's probably going to cost you some games. It's probably going to win you some games in these spots. But He'll be able to work through the flow of it and hopefully he comes out on the other side, come playoff time, a better player for it. They got what, like 26 games left, give or take? So yeah. it's it, this is his time to really get comfortable with that starting role. It's about time. Okay, we will see what happens. Again, um, we are pretty much done. So, again, just let you guys know. Um, thanks for hanging. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube uh, channels if you haven't already this was a massively successful um live stream with ton of uh viewers ton of commenters we love all mm-hmm. of you we'd love to have all of you back this is a huge big audience here we do post game shows after every single game so by all means uh make sure yep. you subscribe to our youtube channels and um you will get notified uh, 
you know, turn on your notifications when we go live. Every single game we're live for at least an hour, usually talking about the games. Uh, Jimmy Toscano here, formerly of NBC Sports, uh, Bobby Manning, uh, Celtics blog, Boston Sports Journal, CLNS Media, myself, uh, Joe Sway Pavone, Heavy.com, and CLNS Media, A. Sherrod Blakely, uh, who everybody knows, of course, uh, also will be heavily involved. Where the hell in is he today? Intro. Uh, Sherrod was, uh, both were tied up today and that's totally fine, but we will have all of these guys, um, um, you know, yeah. back, uh, for the games tomorrow and throughout the rest of the season, we have an amazing sponsor starting up with us next week. And it's going to be a really cool thing that is also going to involve, um, the viewers and the fans where you get to chat with us and do different things. So, um, nice. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more next week, uh, which is cool, but we love, uh, all of you guys. So thank you. Even the guys who think we're idiots. And I know there's plenty of you out there. Thank um, you for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So gotta keep my haters busy, you know, I got to keep, keep giving them a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so right. Exactly. Uh, Bobby, I think Bobby, Bobby, I think actually fell asleep. Yep. He's yeah. not enough. He was up late last night editing editing our show from last night. Doing a lot of stuff. So we got a lot of work still to do today. Uh, also, Nick, of course, Nick. Nick, sorry. Oh, Nick's boomer. always going to be. Nick the Boomer. I wonder what Nick thought of the deadline. He probably I'm slept through it. Nick. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Nick. I don't believe this guy hates Jimmy. I believe you love Jimmy. I know. I think he probably hates me. A lot that of people. Usually, usually when people say they hate me, they, they mean it. There are some strong John haters. There's some strong people who hate me, and there's some strong Jimmy haters in there. Joe Sway's the only guy who's able to keep a a mellow uh, reception in the yeah. comment section. I've I've never seen anyone hate Joe Sway. Well, he, Joe Sway needs to dive well, in a little bit. Maybe he needs to get in the mud more. He's he is pretty. Uh, Joe Sway is pretty lovable, but he's got to <laughs> get in the mix. Okay, why do people hate us? Because we say stuff. They, they strongly disagree. Because we're with. polarizing. Not everyone hates me, believe it or not. Some people love me. My mom, yeah. my dad. When do I say that's worth hating? Come on. I want to give up a lot of picks. Bad takes. Just really bad takes. Just Yeah, it's, it's just more like everything you say is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way you look, your hats. <laughs> yeah, your Al Horford jersey. I think that, that gets people off on the wrong foot right off Some the people want to use the TP on Horford. Would you rather have Fournier or Horford? Fournier, definitely. There you go. I'll, like I said, I'll always take the wing um, and a guy in a three-level scorer. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You know, guys. before before anything else there. Uh, yeah, I mean, if those are the options, and honestly, not to toot our own horns, but I think we nailed this TP. We nailed this TPE to a t to a T. No pun intended. We nailed exactly the type of player they're going to get, and it and they did. So that's why we're not. That's Bobby. That's why we're not upset today, because we yeah. knew we knew it was coming. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that we're pumped that oh they got Evan Fournier. They're so much better today. You know they're better because they brought in a player for nothing. But I don't think that was Danny's Danny's intention. Hey, is we to all get better today. We all came into this saying keep Hayward, and for some reason or another that wasn't an option. I feel like they could have done it if they had the chance to. Uh, and then the next step beyond that was McDermott and Turner. I guess that would have been good. It probably you would guess? have. You've already apologized. We've already apologized for being wrong on that. Yeah, for sure. Because you get two rotation guys, and all they got here was one. Uh, I so... like lovable idiots. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> they, they, gam they gambled on getting better than Turner and McDermott, and they ultimately didn't. So that there's what happened. I, I, 
consider myself, you know, like all those crazy investors right now that don't really know anything, but they they just keep keep talking about it, like the Reddit people. That's kind of like me with with basketball and the Celtics. I don't claim to know what the hell I'm doing or what I'm talking about, but it's not going to stop me from investing in the team. So that's how I would sum it up, and that's why Rob is Rob Stunk. Oh man, I'm so glad we get to finally have that full experience now and just Sean see where it goes. comments about himself saying that he's the best just so everyone no, I, I the last two i just posted with it john's an idiot and i hate him the most <laughs> and, and, and go ahead and post this coward i'm no coward <laughs> so 7 30 tomorrow the debut of rob as celtic starter on espn only goes up yeah. oh espn tomorrow absolutely love it that's when he shines Yep. He Doris played, Burke he loves played pretty Rob. good yesterday. Doris, Doris Burke loves Rob. So if she loves Rob, I love All right. Him. That's it. We did four weeks of trade ideas and screaming and yelling about the deadline, and now we can just talk about the team again. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> What's so funny is, like, I'm sitting here mainlining coffee. I'm the opposite of that, but yeah. Yeah. Last, oh, last few games, me. I couldn't even really focus on the game. That reminds so me. Tomorrow we have to get our back show. To that. I'm opening a pack of Top Shot cards tomorrow on the show, live. So if you are a Top Shot fan, I got myself a pack, and I will be opening it towards the end of the show. So a little teaser. I have no idea what I'm going to get. I have, you know. So be. are those – I know a lot of those are worth a lot of money, but are they, could you open that and have it be like Mo Wagner? Uh, <laughs> I look to see, like, what cards are available in this pack. I didn't see Mo on it. But, yeah, there are some players that you're going to get that – aren't going to really be worth much, but I could get a Zion Williamson tomorrow for scoring his 1000th point could be low serial number and I could immediately sell it and make thousands of dollars on it. So I hope it's not Carson Edwards, eight preseason threes. <laughs> I don't know if he made the uh, top shot cutoff. I did see a Tatum and a Brown in, in, in this pack. So that's possible. Oh, all right. Options. And I've never opened one before. I don't own any. And all I, right. the night, completely honest, the night don't care begins. Nightcrawler is that his nickname? No, that's Kurt Wagner. That was a reference I made. That's oh, that's right. Nightcrawler for the X Men. His actual uh, I gotta get this name, name right. Is, I'm so bad with names. Kurt I Wagner. Can't, yeah, I kind of like Night. I, I wouldn't mind calling Mo, Mo Wagner the Nightcrawler. Celtics Twitter should have picked it up already. If not, we'll put it out there. I hope he finds a way to play. There's a real <laughs> chance he could just never play ever. We're gonna break down. We're gonna break down Mo Wagner highlight reel um, on tomorrow's show too. If John, if John can figure out how to do that, we'll do that. Oh, too. I can. Like I said, it'll be like um. Remember that TV show um, something like three thousand where they just would watch awful movies and comment on them. It's like on the Sci-Fi Channel. Damn it, I'm blank- blanking on the name of it. But they would watch like the worst movies in the world and comment on them live. Yeah. Like so the, the the final details of the trade, just to wrap this up, are Wizards getting some guy named Gaffer and some guy named Hutchinson. Celtics get Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner. Uh, Bulls get Tice Green, Troy Brown, and uh, like a million bucks from Boston. Yep. million bucks. Good. Give it to Wick. According to John, he could use it. No, a million bucks is going to the Bulls from oh, Wick. Oh, no. Oh, that's... That's heavy. That's that's deep into the pockets. <laughs> like we <laughs> said, to hurt. <laughs> fans are back next week. You gotta you gotta buy fans tons of concessions. Fans are in the garden tonight. No, yeah, uh, Bruins yes, all oh, for Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, fans are in the uh, garden awesome. tonight, which I'll is very watch. cool. Tickets uh, aren't like that crazy. Like hundred. 
15 since, bucks. Since we have you guys, any Bruins fans out there, we have a Bruins YouTube channel, Bruins Rinkside, okay? Sign up for that as well. We've got stuff after every single game. Um, and so uh, by all means, check that one out. Also, Patriots fans, a Patriots YouTube channel. Um, Big Patriots a, channel. A ton of content, ton of podcasts, daily content just flooded with it. So um, if you have a uh, – if the Celtics have got you down a little bit and you're looking for a distraction, again, you got the Bruins uh, and we've got uh, Patriots content, of course, on CLNS Media. We're at the two-hour mark. Time to go. It's hot in this room. I'm sweating, as a couple of people have pointed out. Um you look, you, yeah, you look, you look a uh, little red. red in the face. I can't regulate the heat in here. I'm in my office and I had to close every door because at one, at noon I had Kit, like three-year-olds walking in. <laughs> Someone yeah. was peeking through the window. There and was an arm hanging on in the face. Because <laughs> I got twins. So if you're wondering, like they're everywhere, they're everywhere. Um, so it's hot <laughs> as balls in here. So I got to go. Uh, Are you, okay. uh, was today Greek Independence Day or was today it yesterday? Greek Independence Day. Anything good, anything good going on? You got any good food or I have done nothing but this today. Uh, I've done nothing but look happy, at Twitter and talk to you. Happy Greek Independence Day. And maybe we're going to get some, um, we might get some French followers now that we, we're bringing in a Frenchman. In, uh, we like that too. Um, yep. And so we're happy we got a German. Well, we, we traded Germans. Um, we did. Flipped a couple of Germans today. We, we and had a Canadian one. and Tristan Thompson remains. Yep. True. Um, so that's good. Again, thank you guys for watching. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. Um, that's it. This is your Celtics team. We'll see if we see some of the new guys tomorrow. Uh, we did get a really sad tweet from Gary Washburn a short while ago. Um, the Celtics all kind of said bye to, uh, Tice and Teague and Javante as they were heading out to practice. They said Tatum, Tatum really loved Javante green. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one for him. I know. So those guys are gone. Uh, we'll see what happens, but thank you very much guys. We'll see you guys later.